Blog Talk Radio.
you know love makes the world go round and love baby makes the seesaw go
LSD Whatever you wanna do, baby, I feel it so good I'm feeling my time, feeling your time And I know what I can do, cause I be in my prime And I know what you can do, cause you're feeling this rhyme Well, I, I wanna take you to the step of the light We can move to the left, move straight to the right We can dip all day, we can pop all night But baby girl, go ahead and let it just hang out what I'm on, romance, talking about Love the way the shot rides and the shot lights on ya Baby, when I come and put my love right on ya Ain't got a problem, but girl, you be a goner when you're not with me You know that I really wanna jump Oh, girl, won't you grab your pants and shoes? We're going out tonight. We're gonna have 
Mayat Hotep, Grand Rising, and Better Love. You are listening to Dr. Robert X. Form by way of Truth to Power. I'm Beverly, and the name of this form is Nothing. Uh, okay, so we're going to see what Nothing is about. How you doing, Dr. Robert X.? Oh, wait a minute. Where are you at? I just lost you. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. How are you doing, Dr. Robert X? Without. (laughs) (laughs) This is a rare hotel family. I'm I'm doing as well as you can expect there. Great, great. That's all we can do for right now. That's it, Mm -hmm. man. That's why I nice poem, nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing equals nothing. Nothing plus correct. nothing equals nothing. That no doubt about hey, it. I, I heard like that people. uh 
Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just saying, I heard they shutting down some of the shelters in New York. The fire marshals are shutting them down. And so they come in with the the camps out. Is these those FEMA camps we've been hearing about for years? Yeah. You asking me that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, no, these are not the FEMA camps. Okay. No, but uh, it, it's a situation that doesn't have an answer because the housing stock is not large enough to accommodate 50 million people. So is that why they were trying to kill 50 million or so Americans so during the COVID so they can replace them? I hadn't thought about that, Bear, but it seems to add up, don't it? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that could be one of the rationales for, you know, all these people coming in here. But um, as of now, they don't have any answers. And I fully expect all hell to break loose by next year. The frustration uh, after spinning your ass in the cold for the last four or five months, because ain't no tent going to shelter you from no cold air, right? And you can imagine a fire starting because they're going to need some kind of electrical appliances inside those tents to heat them, Right? People not used to living in no damn tent. Uh, you can They're just see and burn it down a tent city. Go ahead, Ben. I say a lot of them not even used to living in cold. They come from hot climates. Mm-hmm. Now it gets chilly at night, but not like not, not like Chicago or- and New York. <laughs> And Massachusetts, that is correct. Yeah, yeah. So they're not used to that. Uh, you can't get used to that. Hell, I've been in a cold climate for the vast majority of my life, and I'm still not used to no cold weather. Mm-hmm. And I'm indoors. Okay, so I can't imagine what it's going to be like. But, you know, these people brought it on themselves. And I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. The politicians who are pushing this policy need to be pushed right on out in public. They need to be pushed out of office. And I don't care if it's Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever. Even a damn fool would ask themselves, why... Is this country doing this? That's a good question. It's the primary question. Because all you had to do was look in Europe and saw and see or saw what happened over there. And you know where this is headed. obvious again that they're following a policy and as we played last week 
that policy is primarily a Jewish policy. Okay? So then the answer should be, again, why? Why are these people pushing other cultures on cultures that are already in place? Why are they doing that when, check it out, Bill, if you go to Israel, ain't but one culture. They don't allow no difference. Christian, Muslim, if it ain't Zionist, it ain't happening. So the very people who are pushing these policies live in a very homogeneous society. And they don't make any bones about it. Because God gave them that land. So maybe they feel that uh, maybe God told them that they're supposed to have the land of the whole earth. Well, that's very possible, but we know a specific stretch of land uh, based on the Balfour Declaration, a specific set of track of land was to be given to them. And so that began the process of putting in place a so-called homeland for the Jews. And it was all based on subterfuge. It was based on lies and omission. That's not my opinion. That's the opinion of the people who were involved in the process. They admitted that they left things particularly vague so that they could expand whenever they needed to by taking more land. Now, this is after the Palestinians have an unwritten agreement with the British, right, that they would have their own land as well. Let's be clear. Before they started migration from Europe to Palestine, right, the Palestinians had already been made promises. And all of them were broken. And this is the beginning, the Balfour Declaration. Zionism, the Rothschilds, who plays the leading role in establishing the state of Israel. Okay, prior to that, it didn't exist anywhere. All right? Israel is in the people. If you profess to a certain uh, set of Biblical norms, by definition, you are Israel, not a land mass, but like so many other things, it benefits a certain group of people to take reality and transform it, turn it into something else. So then it becomes a land, a land mass. And along with that landmass came the 
original terrorists who were Jewish migrants. This is instructive for what's going on today with the so-called migration because I expect the same thing to happen. And if you notice, Bear, people are all over the place. Jewish billionaires are snatching their money from Lives Matter and anybody else associated with supporting the Palestinians. I mean, they're snatching it left and right. They want lists of names of people who participated in this thing, okay, the support. Uh, by way of uh, protest of the Palestinians. And that's extremely important because these were the people that was back in the wokeism, financing Black Lives Matter and a host of other so-called movements. And now they're snatching their money from them left and right. And that's important because you can see what movements are organic and what movements are purely manufactured. Activists bought and paid for uh, by Zionist Jews. And a lot of people bought that Black Lives Matter, black and white. Of course course you're going to buy it because it was sold to you in the media. (laughs) Just like Obama was sold to you in the media, ISIS was sold to you in the media, and now the suffering of the Palestinians and the barbarity of the Jewish people, the Zionists, is being sold to you in the media. But all of it has a political backdrop to it. It's all politics. Nobody in their right mind can question the righteous anger of the Palestinians who have been just Bullied for decades. Well, isn't that what's going on here with us? I mean, it's like we don't have no say so who can come in and who who can't come in, and so they and open up the door and let it, everybody in. That's kind of like a form of bullying. You go mm-hmm. sit down. You don't have no say so. It is, because they control the body politic in this country. So the politicians are basically free of testicles. They're testicle-free. So they're not anything in opposition. Okay? And if you notice again in the body politic, whenever something comes up with Israel, it don't matter what party they claim to be representing, they all gather around the campfire for cookies. In other words, they all support Israel. So is that the chief? 
Is that who who running things? Who got the say so? Final say so? Didn't we just get through doing a piece on putting a face on the uh, the system of white supremacy? Yeah. Before any of this broke, and we said the operative arm of that system is the Anti-Defamation League of B'nai B'rith. otherwise known as the ADL. Okay? That same ADL that was supporting Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and all that clowning that was going on a couple of years ago. Same ADL. And the reason they didn't say anything is because uh, them idiots out in the street were basically following their policy lead. They're the ones that gave the Negroes the opportunity to say stupid stuff, okay? It's like somebody threw a switch on, and all of a sudden, these scary Negroes all of a sudden got balls. I'm sorry, testicles. Okay? When before that, uh, and it's interesting, Bear, because the whole George Floyd thing was really the kickoff point to it. And now we're finding out that's a lie. Uh, ain't that interesting? <laughs> Just like everything they do Clinton. is a lie. Mm-hmm. Because we're dealing with Satanism here. And there's no such thing as right and wrong. In, in these people's concept of religion, okay, there's no such thing as right and wrong. You do what pleases you. All right? Now, I'm just going to give it to people the way it is. But they will tell you, you know, right and wrong, That's those are made-up constructs. So if there's no such thing as right and wrong, how can it be such a thing as men and women? You see the connection? Is that why the judge couldn't define what a woman is? You got it. You got it because they dictating the law. They've taken over the educational system. 99% of the books that are in your educational system are basically Jewish products. Okay. They so take, they take over the justice system. Well, of course, that comes with that. the policy. Right, right. So they're turning the law upside down. Mm-hmm. You see? Because there's no such thing as right and wrong. It's what they say. So you can lock up somebody for 30 years for doing nothing. Okay, you can try to criminalize people who are protecting themselves, and if that means they have to shoot somebody to protect themselves, uh, depending on what side of the ledger the shooter is on, if he's uh, a so-called progressive or Democrat, they'll let him go. But if he's a so-called conservative, they want to throw the book at them. 
we keep seeing it over and over and over and over. And that in large part is what orange man is facing now. Okay. And a host of other people like take uh, our girl, babe, the Kraken, Sydney Powell. Right. Now, I'm sure you heard what she just did, right? She pleaded, uh, she took the uh, plea bargaining. She pleaded guilty. They must have really had something on her. Mm-mm. Or is this a chess move? On the contrary, there. They yeah. got nothing on her. Oh, Remember. It's a chess move. The crux of that whole case with them 19 people is RICO, right? Mm-hmm. Racketeering and engineering. By the way, oh, there was a they do it. I'm sorry? I was saying that's what they're doing. That's what they did with the votes, the racketeering and all of that. Yeah, they're turning everything upside down. So they charge mm-hmm. you with what they do. Yeah. It's not new. This, this is why people hate them mm-hmm. wherever they go. Okay, because they they ain't, they they haven't just started doing this. They've been doing this for a long time. But she has a co-defendant, Cheeseboro, another lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. And right after she did her plea deal, he did his. Now keep in mind, Bill. The mm-hmm. crux of the case, because they're trying to say that Trump was the head of this racketeering effort to overthrow the government and use in January the 6th as a component of that. All lies. Mm-hmm. They're sticking with their plan. Yeah, but that's not important, Bear. The key thing is okay. they threw out the racketeering charges. That's the foundation of the case. You see, they're saying that this was an organized conspiratorial effort. But the the two attorneys, Sidney Powell and Cheeseboro, both played down to the point that they would not spend a day in jail. And the racketeering part of the case was thrown out. There is no case, in other words. They took them all the way up to the last minute because the government knows that it didn't have a case. And then they let them plea down to basically probation. What does this tell you? Somebody says it's a misdemeanor. So that's a, a nothing. Because they got no case. There is no case. There was no racketeering. Okay? There's no RICO. It's all scare tactics to get somebody to buy what they're selling. We'll you see? It. Yes. And that's why, Bear family, if you notice when uh, McCarthy became Speaker of the House, right after he got appointed, 
the first thing out of his mouth was to the January 6th committee, do not tamper with, destroy any of the uh, testimony and evidence that you used, right, to come to your conclusion. Mm-hmm. And what happened? They destroyed him into it anyway under Nancy <laughs> Pelosi. Well, how can they do? Because they don't follow no laws. They do what they want. You see? So they really don't have anything, and it's going to keep coming up over and over and over and over. The media will take a sound bite, which is what they did with these cases, and sensationalize them in the media. And that's what's been going on. And that's why his numbers are going through the roof. They don't know how to deal with it because nobody's paying attention to their media. The media is hated more than the government in this country. I can't tell you how that makes me feel. Okay? So it's really sad, Bear, mm-hmm. when they have to go through and get coin again <laughs> to testify in his civil trial in New York. See, Cohen was his attorney who they kicked down his doors and took all of his information which used to be against the law. There's a thing called attorney-client relationships. Right. They threw it out because they wanted to. And if you notice, few in the Congress have said anything. That's why you don't have a Speaker of the House now. I said it was going to be Jim Jordan. How wrong was I? And now I see the the guy Donald, the 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 black guy we had talked spoke of. I don't know his yeah. full name. Uh, Brian Donald. Yeah. Yeah, he could be and a now, candidate. Those would be nine of them. Those would be and nine people. Be, running on. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be ironic if he became the Republican speaker? pit up against a dude with nine corners on his head. <laughs> yeah, Justice I think I think he, I think he would be better than than Jordan. Or Brian Donald? Yeah. Uh I would agree with you. Yeah, no question about it. But that would be the smart move for them to make because now you got a black man pitted against another black man who's the minority leader out of New York. The minority leader can't touch this guy. That is correct. Well, no, he's a he's a manufactured Wall Street Negro. Mm-hmm. Freeze. That's what he is. Okay? 
presiding over the biggest criminal complex in the country called the Democratic Party. <laughs> and nobody would argue with you about that. And just it, you don't even have to look at the history. Just look at the last few years. All the lies they've told the people. There, if nothing else, notice the word I put in there, Bear. Nothing. Nothing mm-hmm. else. Every Democratic politician in the country who tried to mandate that black people and other people give their uh, children and be forced to take this venom or lose your job, all of them need to be kicked out of office. I don't give a damn who they are because they didn't have to take it. You understand what I'm saying? They families didn't have to take that venom, but they was running around here mandating that everybody else get it, talking about locking people up in concentration camps, following this Zionist program. Well, they chose to be part of it. That's what I'm saying, Bear. Yeah, okay. They did absolutely no investigation into it, knowing the relationship between black people and the medical establishment in this country. These Negroes made commercials. I'll never forget this one a slightly overweight black woman out of the South, I think. Somebody, I'm rolling up my sleeves and I'm getting these shots. Then people start dropping dead all over the place. Hank Aaron and the host of others. Mm-hmm. People falling dead for no reason. These Negroes to this day ain't open their mouth about all these young people dying from heart attacks. Now Pfizer is getting exposed like they never thought that they would be exposed. These Negroes still so quiet outside of the misdirection with Palestine, Israel. You don't hear nothing from these Negroes. They should all be kicked out of office because they were participants, willing participants in the mass murder of people all around the, the planet, not just in this country. I ain't got no sympathy for him, Bear, because it didn't require a whole lot, okay? All they had to do was take a look instead of focusing on this one little orange-faced man. That's literally what they did and running around calling people insurrectionists. Now, all that stuff is falling apart. You see, and unfortunately for us, some of us will give them a second chance. I don't think so. You know what and, went on. Say that again, man. No, I say I don't think so. If you really know what went on, and somebody well, gave them a second chance, okay. they don't. Babe, mm-hmm. you tell me, why is it that we all don't know what went on? Ain't none of this stuff yeah. hidden today. The mask, they told you to put your children in the damn mask, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, did the mask work, Bear? 
No, it wasn't supposed to work. It made it worse. Do 90-some percent of the people understand today that the masks don't work there? It's more understanding than they did back when they were doing it. I'm with you. I'm with you. But they're doing it again. They're trying to. That's my point. And they're doing it again because they have to follow the agenda of their masters, the Zionists. And every now and then, I'll give them credit because it's due. One or two of the squad will get up and holler and scream about uh, Israel and the Zionists. Okay, it'll be either to leave out of Michigan or the little girl Mm -hmm. out of uh, Minnesota. The Somalian. It'll be one of those two. But that's it. Okay? So that's the reality. All right? Nothing made up. Everything you can go and check it for yourself. Just like the whole Chef Boyardee death. Chef Boyardee drowned again, right? Mm-hmm. You tell me, Bev, how is it that three former president uh, chefs all drowned? Must be a cold. There, it's got to be something like that. Got to be. Let me tell you something. This is my opinion, family. Mm-hmm. Bev, who would be at Barack Obama's residence 24 hours a day, seven days a week? What entity? Oh. No, 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 no. Just think for a second, Bev. Okay. What okay. entity would be at his house? 24 hours a day, seven days a week, until he dies. Huh? Secret service. Bingo. Bingo. You got it. Now, watch this. Where was John F. Kennedy's service before they blew his head off? Wasn't they right there with him? Until they were told to fall back. They were nowhere in his car outside of the driver. Normally, they run along the side of the car. I thought that's they what were, they were doing. That's so long. No, they no, wasn't on, walking on side of the no, car? No, no, no. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. They were told to fall back. Hey, that should have been a red flag right there. It's too late then. The point (laughs) is, Bev, absolutely correct. It should have been a red flag unless the Secret Service was in on the killing. Well, you know they was as they pulled back. Now, let's go back to their duty. They wouldn't have pulled back. Go ahead. 
Exactly, because they follow a specific protocol, and when that protocol mm-hmm. is violated, they automatically go to Plan B. Yeah. But they're yeah. not going to leave no president naked in a wide open car, right? With mm-hmm. windows open in adjoining buildings as he drives through in an environment in Texas where more people hated Kennedy's guts in Texas than probably any other state. That tells you that the Secret Service was involved. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Lincoln. Okay? There's no way in hell John Wilkes Booth is going to get anywhere near Kennedy in that environment, right? With all of this seething hatred, right? Unless the Secret Service has been compromised. Now, let's go up to the day, Bear family. You got Barack Obama's chef drowned in eight feet of water. We got all kind of stories coming up out of that. Well, Judicial Watch did a Freedom of Information request, and you know some fishy bear family. Mm-hmm. When they redact in uh, stuff dealing with this dude's death, why are you redacting yeah. what you call an accidental drowning? Why is that necessary? And watch this bear. Who did, do you remember who they said called the police? Mm-mm. You don't recall. Who did they say Supp- called the police? Okay. Mm-hmm. Suppose there was a woman there in the sun or this miniature lake or whatever you want to call it, this beach with him. And they say it was an unidentified woman that made mm-hmm. the call. They refused to name this unidentified woman to this day. Why? It was an accidental drowning. We're just using logic here, okay? Because we know they got cameras and security all over that place, right? Mm-hmm. We already know this because the Secret Service is going to be with him for the rest of his life to make sure that he don't tell no state secrets. That's what they are there for. Not to secure him, but to make sure he don't run his mouth in any other president. Because what? They start running their mouth, and you know what happened to them? They end up dead. They end up dead. That's why the Secret Service is there, not to secure the president, but to secure his mouth. Because now they're at the apex of national security. 
So, uh, what's it? Freedom Watch, I think, is the name of the organization. Mm-hmm. When they when they did their Freedom of Information request, they got the recordings back, and they did this to the police department because that's where the call was made to. But now we know the call was made by Secret Service. So it wasn't a woman. It was the Secret Service. It wasn't a woman. But that's what they told us all the way up to this point. The mysterious woman that has yet to be named for an accidental death. Why are they hiding her identity? Well, maybe since she didn't make the call, maybe she don't exist. Are they treating it? And more so their family. Judicial Watch got the recordings. <laughs> They got the recording of the Secret Service calling into the police station. Okay? Now, I'm going to play this, and I want you to listen to this, family, and you tell me what you think. Okay? Check this out, Bill. July 23. 
once they give their status report down by the water. Mm -hmm. And do you know if it's a male or a female? Just it's a male, 40, 40, 40. All right. Male. All right. I will, uh, I'll start telling everyone out there, okay? Okay. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Thank you. Take care. Right. July 23, 2023, 
in calm water, right? It ain't like they, we talking about them dealing with 10-foot waves, that somebody that falls off a paddleboard in a specific little area in this little pond, their body couldn't be found until the next day. You heard the Secret Service guy said they had their guy, their emergency team, with the boat out there looking for dudes and couldn't find them to the next day. In a little pond. You got to tell me, Bear. Because, see, I'm at the point now where I'm looking at how that kind of a thing could happen with all of that security. Trust me when I tell you they got security everywhere because it wouldn't take much for a team of people to get in a boat and go on his property and kill him. Yeah. They probably got so you sensors know, and everything. Everything. Just like, is it real? Don't respond to seven hours later. After Thunderball, right, the old James Bond movie, people flying through the sky, right, landing in, in, in inside Israel and killing a bunch of people. Security everywhere. They are the very definition of security. All right? So now, <coughs> Obama was at the property. Now they're saying he was there. You can go to the Daily Mail to get the article, family, and the audio. That's where it came from. Just put in Obama chef, and it'll come up. But the title of this article is Dramatic Audio Reveals Secret Service Agent's 911 Call for Help After Barack Obama's Personal Chef, Tafari Campbell, Fell Off Paddleboard and Drowned on Martha's Vineyard. Now they're telling us, not only was Obama there, but when the so-called witnesses were being questioned, he was standing right over them. What witnesses? Apparently, other people saw this dude dead too. And I guarantee you, to tip off that something is wrong, because if this was just an accident, there would be no reason to hide the identity of the witnesses. You see? Who does that? <clears throat> Remember, this is like 8-something eight, eight in the evening. None of this adds up. Uh, again, I'm just going to give you my point of view. Uh, I think that the Secret Service was probably ordered to get rid of this dude. Okay? They kept saying in the phone call that dude was drowning. Not that he had drowned. 
And how do you have a swim team, right, complete with boat and everything, and somehow in this little body of water, you can't find that body? The water is only eight feet deep. Okay. We have lakes, lakes here, and they, they don't have a problem finding a body. People go by the lake and jump in, suicide, they find a the body. That is correct. So now we got the lake here too, and it's a little more difficult. All right. But the point is, we're talking still waters in this little little body of water. Ain't no waves and all this kind of stuff. That body should have been in a particular vicinity of where that paddleboard went down. And it ain't going nowhere. It ain't finna move because the water. No, I just say it should be floating. It would take a little time for his lungs to fill up with water. Okay? So they may not I'm necessarily talking about the boat. The boat. Did, wasn't he in a paddle boat, you said? Board. He, he was in? on a board. Oh, he was on a board. Okay, but still. No. No, his body would go down, but it doesn't matter. We're talking eight feet. You, you should be able to see that body. There. If they got swim gear on, snorkel, whatever, there's no way in hell they ain't going to find that body. They supposedly don't find the body until the next day. See, we ain't talking about three feet of mud, okay, and that kind of stuff that would muddy up. Uh, viewing and that kind of thing. Eight feet of water, a nice strong uh, light, you'll find that body the same day. One of them heavy-duty flashlights, you'll find that body in eight feet of water. It's insane. Okay? But so is everything else. Keep in mind. Barack Obama's mama was Jewish. What that make him? Jewish. Just checking. And on and on the picture, didn't we see his fingers or something wrapped? We saw it. Okay. And I'll be honest again. Uh, I don't keep up with him that tough, but I've seen very little pictures of him. Uh, with Michelle Obama. As a matter of fact, I haven't seen any. Now, again, we got to put some context around that. I'm not looking for them. Think that, you know, they would be somewhere at some gala, at some uh, satanic celebration or, you know, something. Okay, and I remember uh, early in the year, he sat down for an interview, and she made it quite clear. Some people got angry at her, talking about Michelle Obama, that she thought about leaving Barack early on. Well, 
Now I'm looking at the picture here. I mean that that pond of water is surrounded by a lot of water. Yes. But we're talking still water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, it looks pretty still. Yeah, there ain't no current that's going to take him anywhere. Okay? <clears throat> None of it adds up. And I'm watching the frequency at which these stories continue to come up. They're on like a three to four week period. Something else comes up every three to four weeks. That tells me somebody digging. Somebody's definitely digging. And the reason that they digging is because none of this makes sense. So now, I find all of this interesting. Uh, in relationship to what's going on globally, I've been screaming for the last couple of years, and I know people don't, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Take it any way you like. But I've been screaming that these people are, cap- are capable of anything. And that they will blow up the world. Okay, that's one of their options. People got to understand. They will literally blow up the world. And we pointed out last week, Biden has made speeches where he has described himself as a Zionist. And one of the things that should have really rubbed people the wrong way was when this bastard sent two battleships to the Middle East. What was that for? Why would he do that? We know what he th- what he said. Uh, they're going to protect Israel. Okay, now that's that's what they said. But if you notice, Bev, when he went last week to Israel, none of the Arab countries wanted to sit down and even have a, a phone conversation with him. They all distant. Did you did you see that? No, I, I very rarely pay him any attention. Well, the, we're talking World War Three. That's why this is important. Everybody should be paying at least some attention to this. This ain't no joke. Again, I've been screaming this stuff, and I know people ain't going to take it seriously uh, until they see a mushroom cloud. But if you notice, 
They've been bombing them people every day, nonstop, killing everybody. Who are you talking about, Israel? Yes. They've been dropping bombs on them people nonstop. While they beg and plead for the sympathy of people, this is not my word. I, I've been hearing this word over and over. While they practicing genocide, literally. That's why, if you didn't know, family, why Zionism is so repulsive. You, know, you hear people talking about Zionism as opposed to uh, Judaism or Hebrew. These are distinctly different philosophies. Totally different. So just like we went back and looked at the founding of Israel, signed on to by a black man, Ralph Bunch. We said the United Nations is really responsible for a lot of this. Ground zero. But even before ground zero, you had negative one and negative two and negative three. Okay? Because negative one, two, and three with zero being the operative point, the midpoint, where you go up to positive one, positive two, positive three. On the negative side, you had Theodore Herzl. Okay? You had the Balfour Declaration, et cetera, et cetera. And if you didn't know, Theodore Herschel is considered the father of Zionism. But that other last pillar on the negative side, number three, would even be more important than Theodore Herschel. It's quite interesting that their names ain't came up. And I'm talking about the Rothschilds. Quite interesting, because they bankrolled not just the founding of the so-called State of Israel, but they were financing the Zionist movement going back to the 1800s. Okay. Now again, you got to understand the context. We're talking uh, Zionist Jews in Britain in the 1800s 
in the middle of all this so-called anti-Semitism. Well, how is it that they managed to get the Balfour Declaration passed, which basically began migration of Jews to Palestine? Okay. So it's like trying to talk about Ukraine and don't mention George Soros. When he was lording over the whole thing with the uh, removal of the Berlin Wall. How is that possible? It's not. It's purposeful. Just like with the Rothschilds. They don't mention them because they don't want to mention them. Because if you go and look, you'll begin to see that Zionism thing and what it's really all about and why Zionism would make the transfer agreement possible where the poor and religious Jews in Germany were allegedly put in ovens while the rich Jews were allowed to migrate to Palestine. And it all literally adds up to, just like with Obama, nothing. It adds up to nothing. Let's go here, family. Let's go here to the Rothschild dynasty in Israel. The Rothschild dynasty in Israel. And it's from Hub Pages, H-U-B Pages. And here's what they say here. In the 16th century, European Jews faced discrimination and lived in segregated communities. A family in Frankfurt, known as the Rothschilds, adopted the name to stand out and became synonymous with wealth and global influence. Now, that's in the first two sentences of this article. Okay? And to find it interesting, or the family should automatically insert the Frankfurt program, which is the system uh, weaseled into the educational system that came from Frankfurt, Germany, that basically is allowing for these people to take over the minds of the children. No accident and no coincidence. All right. They say <clears throat> Meyer Amschel Rothschild, a banker, broke from his family's tradition and returned to Frankfurt in 1763. The family's fortunes reached their zenith during the, the Napoleonic era when they became a significant force 
in the French Empire. And what they're saying here uh, as well, family, is why uh, France has always been one of the European or Western European countries that's never really been hospitable to Jews and Zionists in particular. Okay? To this day, even though they got a Jewish leader. What's his name there? Um, I, 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 can't, I don't know. I mean, I can't pronounce his name. Macron. Oh, you're talking about him. Yeah, he's the president of France. Okay? <clears throat> and France has been undergoing all kind of hell from uh, migrants of African and Arab descent that have been flooded into France. You remember last year they had the yellow vest, right? Mm-hmm. Where the people are revolting left and right. <clears throat> and now, as we said last week, so-called populist governments are being elected all over Europe. Okay, all of the so-called uh, communists or progressives are losing their asses off in these elections. I heard today that they're calling for a landslide orange man victory in this country. And we are a year out from the election. Okay, the court cases are falling apart on dudes. That Economist magazine there, Planet Trump, go back to 2016 and look at that article. And as you recall, one of the pictorial representations is this dude, orange man, standing on a cliff and all these different European countries with a flag showing, following him. Remember? Mm-hmm. They go on in this article to say, Nathan Rothschild, wait, okay, let me go back a little bit. They say, after Napoleon's defeat at Waterloo in 1815, Frankfurt regained independence, and the Rothschilds played a pivotal role in returning hidden wealth to the emperor. Okay, because they had gave, the emperor had gave the Rothschild his wealth to hide for him in case they lost. They say Nathan Rothschild, a notable figure, seized an opportunity to return the hidden wealth to the emperor after Napoleon's defeat. His actions in the stock stock market led to his enormous wealth. What they're saying is they were financing both sides. So he couldn't lose. They run in the major banks, lending money to both sides. Does that not sound like... <laughs> 
the so-called progressives today financing Hamas, sending money to Iran, uh, and what's the other one? Um, oh, long time, along with the British, bankrollees of the Muslim Brotherhood. Now, remember, we dealt with that about six, seven years ago. Okay? The Muslim Brotherhood were long financed by the British. Okay? Now, that's important because there's some who say up over Hamas, okay, and the other uh, Arab players, so-called terrorists, is the Muslim Brotherhood that was featured very prominently in the Obama administration. Why? Because they were trying to create a government for the Arabs that America could control or the Zionists could control. And this is why they were playing ball with Iran. That's why they were sending them pallets of books. You've seen the pictures, right? Where Obama sent Iran pallets of money that they had frozen in their bank account. And then Biden, when he got back in office, because Orange Man had cut him off. Right? He put more sanctions on Iran until they would come to the bargaining table with Israel. All right? Biden comes in office, and he immediately starts giving them pallets of money again. And that's what you hear everybody hollering and screaming about. But the important thing is Hamas was nothing more than a subsidiary of the Muslim Brotherhood. They are a member. So you got to understand, in order to have peace, you got to be able to sit down at the peace table and negotiate those things. So what they were trying to do in the Obama administration, create the Muslim Brotherhood as the de facto mouthpiece for the Palestinians. And that's why they were all in the government. Remember I pointed out last week, Huma Abedin's mama is connected to the higher-ups. I'm talking about the people that call the shots in the Muslim Brotherhood. When you saw the influx of Arabs into this country, particularly in places like Michigan and Wisconsin, what you were seeing was politics being played out with the Muslim Brotherhood's people being allowed to come here and create the Arab Anti-Defamation League or the Arab League. Okay? Now, we dealt with this some years back on Truth to Power. I can't tell you exactly when. But all of this was being done strategically to neutralize Israel and their lobby. Okay? 
And this is where or why you begin to see Arabs being elected around the country. Okay? Same thing they're doing to the Hispanics. Same thing they did to us. Okay? So you watch in the next 10 years. Matter of fact, you ain't got to watch. It's already occurring. All right? You got Hispanics uh, all over the damn place in elected office. Okay? And they'll tell you, most of them, come from uh, illegal immigrants. Obama called them DACA, right? But these people were here illegally as well. I'm just laying out the background so the family can understand what's really taking place from a political level and has been uh, taking place for some time now. Okay. I remember when you couldn't find a Hispanic legislator. Now all of a sudden they got Hispanic caucus. Wait a minute, where that come from? Who had a caucus before the Hispanics had one, Bill? We did. Ain't that interesting? Now, whose caucus you think got the juice today? They do. Exactly. Exactly. And you ain't going to hear because it don't exist. It left with John Conyers. Okay. Uh, Love him or hate him. All right. Based on him chasing women, at least he ain't chasing little girls and little boys. Poor man can't chase after no woman. He got to chase after little boys and little girls, get them to cut their genitals off and all this kind of stuff. All right, I'm not saying John Conyers should have carte blanche uh, to sexually harass nobody. I'm saying sexual harassment today was hitting on. That was the term we used back in the day. And you weren't ostracized because you went around a woman and her pheromone was stronger than yours. And so you decided to make a move on her. That don't mean you got to put your hands on her. <clears throat> but today, that will be called sexual harassment. All right? Point is, the Congressional Black Caucus is turned into what we said back in the 1980s, I think, late 80s. They're the Congressional Black Caucasians. Let's go back to the Rothschilds again. Now that you know the backdrop politically to this stuff that's going on, is it possible, therefore, that Joe Biden sent them two battleships uh to the Middle East because he wants to make sure that Israel don't bomb Iran? Because they hurt, they hate them Persians. 
And the reason they hate the Persians is because out of all the Arabs, the Persians appear to be like the Germans. They're the smart Arabs. Very civilized people. Okay? And and again, if you look at the history with the uh, founding of the United Nations, they've been messing with uh, them Persians, killing their leaders, overthrowing their government, going all the way back to the same time period, the 1940s. Put in the Shah of Iran, and he was nothing more than an organized crime boss. Propped up by the United States. And when the people got tired of him, they overthrew his ass. Where did he come? Straight to the United States. Well, why not? They put him there. So you see, it would be like Ukraine and Russia. The United States overthrows the government of Ukraine, and then Russia basically uh, looks out for his its own interests in terms of the Black Sea. It didn't even take other lands that were basically inhabited by nothing but Russians. It only took Crimea. Okay, because of uh, the Black Sea. That's the only part that it annexed. But the United States overthrew the government, and to them, they say, that's all right, that's fine. Russia is the one that started this, though, when nothing could be further from the truth. So that scenario is the same thing that's at play here. Okay, United States government has been meddling in Iran. They tried to have one of them uh, uh, color revolutions in Iran a few years ago. Doing Orange Man. And uh, the mullahs weren't having it. And see, what they tried to do is they tried to make people believe that the mullahs are these radical Islamists, right? But I'm here to tell you, if them people wanted to overthrow their government, there wouldn't be a whole lot that the so-called mullahs could do. Look, family, they nurtured the Ayatollah before he went back to Iran, okay? They nurtured him in, I think he was in France. What a coincidence. Okay? They nurtured him and then sent him back to Iran. Unbelievable. All right? And and guess what? He didn't die from no assassination. All right? Because them people have a right to practice their culture as they see fit just like people in this country uh, practice their culture the way they see fit. But that's not how the United States government works. It is the biggest bully on the planet. 
and it's the biggest killer on the planet. Now, don't take my word for it. Just go do a chronicle on all of the little wars that ain't been called wars that the United States has either had a major hand in facilitating or directly involved in it. Nobody comes close. Nobody. Russia, China, they ain't even in the ball game. Okay? From Korea to Vietnam to Cambodia to Afghanistan, you name it. Iraq, Syria. Anyway, let me go on. They say, uh, let me see here, whatever. Oh, they, they go on to talk in terms of talking about Nathan Rothschild. They said that, uh, of course, he was rewarded uh, by the emperor of France after Napoleon's defeat. They say his actions in the stock market led to enormous wealth, making the Rothschild family a powerful force in the British economy. In the latter half of the 19th century, the Rothschilds played a key role in advancing Jewish settlement in Palestine with the backing of the British Empire. Their commitment to the Israeli cause extended to their involvement in the political struggle for Israel, culminating in the Balfour Declaration of 1917. They say in the 16th century Europe, Jews faced discrimination and limited civil rights due to Europeans viewing them as less human. Does that sound familiar? They lived in, this is how they, what they have described the Palestinians as. They call them animals. And of course, you slaughter animals. They say, and the reason that they do that is because they have no respect for other people's culture. I don't care where they go. Okay? They say they lived in special settlements called Jews Lane and ghettos surrounded by walls. Posters against the Jewish community spread hatred and blamed them for the city's problems. In 1560, a Jewish family in Frankfurt lived in a ghetto and had a red shield outside their houses for recognition. The name Rothschild was adopted to distinguish themselves from others. The Rothschild family became associated with major events and wealth. Four major theories about the Rothschilds of Frankfurt include their wealth, involvement in the establishment of Israel, the influence of sudden storms and earthquakes, and their current position in the world economy. The world economy, family, as a 
chief progenitor of the central banking system. All right? Uh, you better known as the Federal Reserve. And now here they come in a modern day or latter day, and now they want to basically control the the Bitcoin market. So when you look at somebody's talking about uh, controlling that market, you already know who it is. And anything they put in place, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, not just Bitcoin. Uh, digital? Yeah, digital currencies, okay? that This whole system of digital currency is really all about digital control. Because you already know who's going to be controlling the technological end of this. All right? Let me put it like this. I'm going to stop here for one second and go somewhere else for a minute. Check this out. Now, when I say... uh, you know who can, who's going to be controlling this digital system with the digital currencies. Palantir, PayPal co-founder turned FBI informant. Report reveals Peter Thiel's hidden role. Now, I remember having a little discussion with Tutmos about Peter Thiel and how uh, uh, Orange Man had this dude on their team when this dude uh, was a co-founder of Palantir. Now, what does that mean? Well, Palantir Palantir is a spy apparatus, technological spy appliance. Okay, uh, that many governments use, but he was also a co-founder of PayPal. That's now uh, right in line with the Zionist thing, kicking people off of there based on their speech. Okay, along with the banks who basically debanking people, all of this is controlled by them. Okay? So now they want to tell us this dude that was a co-founder of PayPal and Palantir, right, is an FBI informant? Are you serious? No, he way beyond the FBI informant. Because long before he gets there, you got to first go and ask yourself, how did he get the money for PayPal and Palantir? Or is he one of these startups, Sister Bear, that we exposed 
in this system of venture capital arms of the Mossad, Israeli intelligence, and the Israeli government financing these startups, right, that are basically being run by Israeli intelligence. So now they want to tell me, and I don't care which one, Zuckerberg, uh, 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 oh, what's this? Ah, this bastard. Uh, or any of the rest of them that's controlling this social engineering media and or Google and the like, all of this, all of it, is an intelligence operation, period. All of it. Okay? Now, I'm not talking about, we know that there are exceptions to this. People have only begun to create alternative platforms once they found out that these things are not what they claim to be. So for them to tell us that Peter Thiel was an FBI informant and not understand that he sits at the apex of something much larger, like CIA uh, slash Mossad, all right? So why would they be telling us that he's a FBI informant? Because they don't want him anywhere near Orange Man's second term. It's just my opinion, family. Okay, we'll we'll get to that. We'll go to that a little bit more a little later on. Let me go back to this rise of the Rothschild dynasty. Okay. So now. They go on to say, in 1760, Meyer Amschel Rothschild, a young man from the Rothschild family, changed the family's fortune by entering the business. Father, Moses Rothschild, wanted his son to be a rabbi, but he died when he was only 12 years old. Amschel was sent to Hanover to work as a trainee in the banking firm of Simon Wolf Oppenheimer. This is one of these other very significant, prominent families whose names don't get mentioned today, but you saw some of their, or one of their offspring in the creation of the nuclear bomb. Yeah, he's one of them Oppenheimers. Okay, and remember, family, he was also a member of uh, Dam. <laughs> no, he wasn't a member of Dam, but he was also a member of the uh, secret society. Uh, uh, from your guy, Bear, the mm-hmm. occultist. Oh, yeah. Crowley. Yes. But Crowley's understudy, whose name I can just never remember, the Jet Propulsion, Jack Parsons. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Oppenheimer, the same dude that created the nuclear bomb, was a member of what was the name of that secret society? You're talking about Nexus and that movie. No, no, this goes back to the 1930s, 1940s, still around to this day. And this is the this is the secret society that the higher ups are part of. I can't think of the name of it. I'm just trying to give you context. Skull and, skull and bones. Somebody in the chat room say skull and bones. Skull and bones. This ain't got nothing to do with the university system. This is outside the university system. This is them creating the moon child, right? Remember they took the baby, sacrificed the baby in one of their experiments to create the the jet engine that gave rise to the jet propulsion laboratory. You can look up this. Uh, damn. See, I'm looking at all these names in front of me here. And that dude's name, always the wickedest man on earth. What's, his, what's your guy's name, Bear? Uh, Crowley. Somebody wait, wait, say Mason. Wait, Mason. Wait, 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 wait. I just had the name on the tip of my tongue. Something Orient, the OTO. The OTO. OTO. Yes. The OTO. Okay, that was his secret society that was passed down. Why am I having such a problem keeping these names on my tongue? Because I'm looking at all these other 13-syllable names in my face, Oppenheimer and all this kind of crap. Anyway, uh, I can't even auto. I can't pronounce it. Oh, yeah. Oh, T-E-M-P-L-I. Or, or do. I can't see. Or, yeah. I can see. Go ahead, Bill. U.S. Grand Lodge. Come on. The name of the U.S. Grand Lodge. Okay. O-T-O. The O-T-O. I can't pronounce it. Mm-hmm. I know the last... You can't pronounce it. I sure can. You can pull it up. Can you pull it up? Yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at okay. it. Okay. Spell it, Bear. Spell the first O. O R D O. Ordo. And the second Ordo. is T T E M P L I. Temperance. Ordo Temperance. O R I E N. Yes, yes, Orientis. That's better known as the OTO. That's Mm -hmm. the secret society that Oppenheimer, who created the nuclear bomb, became a member of with Jack Parsons. Okay? And and one Jack Parsons' right-hand man uh, 
will subsequently leave them, had children, and one of his sons was married to Jocelyn's Maxwell's sister. I'm showing the occult connections to all of these people, okay? Because the Zionists are not practicing Judaism, practicing occultism. Satanism. Oh, definitely, yeah. And that's why uh, Israel is the capital for LGBT. They got to turn everything that's normal upside down and on his head because that's what they represent. That's the point I'm trying to get across here. Okay? So don't expect anything coming from the Zionist to be as you think it is. That's not how it works. It is satanic to the bone, which is what I'm showing you. Okay? They do something very interesting here, Bear. Because I know mm-hmm. you remember this. When we dealt well, did we deal with, I don't think we ever did a program on the Rothschild singularly. But I do know that we talked about them being court jesters. Right. And that, that. Yeah. And that uh, they were like that uh, first and 22nd card. In the uh, tarot, that first card was called what? You can add the fool card. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the fool was really the joker. Joker, yeah. So now the joker, in any deck that you'll deal with, that's like the most powerful card in the deck. But it originally was a fool. Or he acted was he? like a fool. He acted exactly. like a fool. That's right. He was really gathering information. That's what the Rothschilds did, just like their computer systems today. Okay? It's really, it ain't about you having access to the world. It's about them having access to you. Through the data. Yeah. Not very much has changed since then. Okay? So they say, again, I I had to show you that connection between the Oppenheimers, a Jew with business ties to the Rothschild family, where the Rothschilds learned banking from the Oppenheimers. Okay. So Harry Oppenheimer, how... Harry Oppenheimer ran South Africa. He was the one that Nelson Mandela was meeting, right? Was meeting with to establish the ground rules by which they would let him out of jail. He didn't break out. They let him out. It was business is what I'm telling you. Go ahead, Ben. So it's all really boiled down to the masons, masonry. No, I never said that. No? No. 
Now, you could say it boils down to masonry. I tend to say, no, it boils down to the occult, Satanism. Now, was Satanism involved in masonry? No question about it. But in those days, all right, with Freemasonry, that was a European thing. Remember, uh, they were basically security for people going back and forth to the Middle East, particularly Jews, but not just Jews. Yes, in some sense, yeah, you can say it's Freemasonry. But Freemasonry has its origin in ancient Kemet. And to some respects, you can say, where ancient Kemet appears to be the template by which these people are using ancient practices to push their agenda today. And I would be in thorough agreement with you. Okay? Be that the pyramid over the eye and a host of other things that they stole from ancient Kemetic science, including the six-point star. That didn't start with Hebrew. Okay, that goes way back before Hebrew. Again, I'm just establishing a broader context for, for our people to understand what we're really dealing with here. Because you can't be representing these people and represent us at the same time. They are the antithesis of us. Okay? They say, after working for eight years, Amshel returned to Frankwood in 1763 and started his own business, which began with money, money exchange, and the sale of antiques. Now, that should automatically... Uh, raise the hair on the back of our neck after I just got through mentioning us. Because, man, let me tell you something. There's no bigger theft that's going on in the black community around the country than what we call currency exchanges today. That's free money. That's what that is. And you go to other communities, you won't see currency exchanges like you see in our community. Well, why is that? Because somebody got a handle on your ass and you can't even recognize it. That's why. Go into white communities and find currency exchanges like you find them in the black community. And you would think, Bear, that there would be absolutely no need in 2023 for currency exchanges. I mean, think about it. Free money. Well, the founders of that uh, lucrative criminal enterprise was the Rothschilds. Now, the Masons before the Rothschilds were some of the earlier bankers, okay? The Knights Templars set up their own system of banking, but they didn't go into 
the currency exchanges, even though they did some of that too. They didn't go into it like the Rothschilds. Okay? Now, they're going to say, uh, blah, blah, blah. After working for eight years, Amshare returned to Frankfurt in 1763 and started his own business, which began with money exchange and sale of antiques. In 1769, Amshare was granted the status of court Jew. Court Jew. And the government began taking loans and business facilities from the Rothschilds. In 1806, the Rothschilds were a, a significant force in the French Empire, leading to the city's eventual occupation by Napoleon. Legend has it that the ruler of Frankfurt gave all his treasure to the Rothschilds before the attack, leading to the city becoming part of France. The treasure was not found but was allegedly hidden by Amshel Rothschild. After Napoleon's defeat uh, at Waterloo in 1815, Frankfurt regained independence, and the Rothschild family returned the treasure to the emperor. The heirs returned the treasure to the emperor, who asked the Rothschilds to keep the wealth for 20 years and used it in business at a low interest rate. The Frankfurt government provided mercenaries to Britain, resulting in increased tensions between the two nations. Amshel Rothschild passed away in 1812, but his five sons continued to invest in the banking system and make significant fortunes. Okay. And as I pointed out a million and one times, I'll do make it a million and two. When they took over the gold industry in conjunction with the Oppenheimers and Cecil Rhodes all throughout Africa after the Berlin Conference, the they began to and still run and set the price for the gold standard, the gold market of today. To this day, even though South Africa is supposed to be up under black leadership, every day those five arrows go up at a certain time, and every night they go down the five arrows representing the five Rothschild sons who basically conglomerate banking all over Europe and much of the world. Okay? They set the price of gold every single day, okay, as they do with the diamond mines because they will subsequently set up a diamond cartel, all right, all on the backs of black people. While we beg these people for reparations, okay, now I'll tell you, the single reason why you haven't gotten reparations is because if they repair you, they put themselves in disrepair. I'm talking about these Zionists. Right. Because right. if you if you get repaired 
and you find out who you are, they can no longer occupy that space. So now you understand, you should, why they're going to control all of your leaders. They're going to pay them well, all right? Make sure they get a ham hock and every pot of beans. Don't forget a piece of cornbread. Well, of course, I was going to put that in their bed, but they ain't going to get the real cornbread. They're going to get them to grow some jiffy. Oh, fake cornbread. That ain't real cornbread. I know. Thank you, Bear. Because you know real cornbread (laughs) when you had grandmama's cornbread or, you know, old school cornbread. That was cornbread. All right? Not jiffy. You couldn't get them people no damn jiffy. Mm-mm. At any rate, they go on here to say, in 1806, the Rothschilds were a significant force in the French Empire leading to the city's eventual occupation by Napoleon. Legend has it that the ruler of Frankfurt gave all this blah, 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 blah. They say the Frankfurt government... Yeah. Okay. The Frankfurt government provided mercenaries to Britain, yeah, resulting in increased tension between the two nations. Of course, Amshar Rothschild passed away in 1812, but his five sons continued to invest in the banking system and make significant fortunes. Nathan Rothschild, a man who witnessed Napoleon Bonaparte's defeat, was one of the first to know England's victories. He fled the battlefield and landed in France where he bought shares of the stock market without telling anyone about the defeat. The stock price skyrocketed. That that would be called today being a member of the uh, Democratic and Republican congressional delegations doing insider trading. That's what Nathan Rothschild did then, okay? He wouldn't tell nobody that Napoleon was on the verge of defeat. He took his ass to the stock market and put all of his nuggets on the defeat of Napoleon and got filthy rich overnight. Okay? That's what your Congress is doing to you today. Just to be totally honest. Okay? Call it insider trading. Supposed to be against the law. But there is no law. So they say, and you know, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Ben. And, and now I, I'm seeing why they disregard the law because they're I'm reading their motto, motto, and it's do what thy will should be the whole of the law. So this, they saying they can do whatever they want. Yes, that means there is no right and there's no wrong. That's what I was saying earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, do what thou wilt. That comes from uh what's his name, dude? Uh Crowley, Alistair Crowley. Oh. And the old oh, okay. Yeah. Do what thou wilt. You know, I saw Jay Z wearing one of those t- uh a sweatshirt a few years back, sitting at some basketball game. Mm-hmm. Uh he had on do what thou wilt shirt. So nobody should be surprised that he you know, dancing and all this kind of stuff with uh, Maria Abramovic, the head, the wicked witch of the West, literally. Oh, yeah. Well, they all in that occult. 
I mean, the, like you say, the top is heavy in a car. Yeah, well, that's the key thing in all of this. Because mm-hmm. now they're filtering all that down to the bottom. So now you got young idiots running around here, right? Because they got four or five dollars, but don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. Can't tell the difference between the two. All right? Now they're running around here thinking they're part of this. And you'll see some black entertainers, you know, nibbling around the edges of this stuff in some YouTube video talking about this person is Illuminati and that person. And then they they never tell you the things that you need to know about these people. They just eat around, nibble around the edges, you know? So Jamie Foxx is photographing uh Sean Puppy Cones and all the crazy shit, that, the stuff that he's involved in, <laughs> right? But Jamie Foxx ain't a oh, part of it. Have you looked at one of the family members last week told us about the movie Burial with Jamie Foxx? Have you looked at that? What's the name of it? Burial. I never heard of it. Well, I guess it's one of his new movies. It's on Amazon Prime. It, it's really good. You're talking okay, about contracts good. and burial, yeah. Like somebody being and, and the company, yes, like Barry. And the company oh. they're talking about, I remember that company because it, they were in Detroit and they bought, was buying up all the black funeral homes. But they were letting the people, like uh, the major funeral homes, and they were letting the people keep the name and run it so people didn't know that they were being uh, sold. But that company bought up more like 90% of the black funeral. And that was during the time when we had the Young Boys Incorporated. And them guys was dying like crazy. They were filling the, uh, the graveyards up. And so they was get, making big, big money. But you need to look at that movie. It's good. Oh, so you say that was during the time that the drug dealers, uh, a yeah. lot of them fled. A lot of them fled to Atlanta. A big, big, big something. Uh, I can't think of the names. Yeah, I'm very familiar with a quite a few of those dudes. They ended up dead or in jail. Well, here we had a lot of them was filling up the graveyard, and this company. <laughs> Was I got? They were going all around the country in the black community, uh, buying up stuff and and cheating pe- black people about insurance. I I don't want to get a movie away, but uh, it, it's yeah. a true story. Yeah. Well, they got us coming and going, is what you're saying. <laughs> Literally, they running the dope game. Well, but right? but it was but it was a. Uh, black attorney who end up getting that company, taking it out of business. Oh, he took them out of business. So now mm-hmm. the the funeral homes are autonomous. They run by different little family, et cetera, right? Oh, I don't know what they're doing now, but I know that during that time, they were buying them up. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what happened. After. They owned it, so I don't know what happened. Uh, so they cornered the market on death. Yeah. Be it the yes. black the, black death. They was they was all in the 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 government 
the alphabets was putting the drugs in the city to kill up, and they were there to, to get the other end of the money to put them in the ground or burn them up. Yeah. I wish I could say I'm surprised, Bear, but, you know, I, I do know that here in Chicago, um, there, there you have the funeral business like a family business. Mm-hmm. They were. A lot of them were. A lot of them are. That's where they were yeah, here, too. Yes, yeah, several of these people somehow managed to... Man, they didn't turn it. They got drive-through funerals, and oh man, just really you pull your car up and take a look at the body and pull on out. Just <laughs> unbelievable. Boy. I mean, it's just see if you can't you can't honor your own dead, man. People shooting up funeral processions and. You don't have no respect for the dead. How could you possibly have respect for the living? Because the dead can't do nothing to you. So I can't tell you how many funerals in the last few years and got shot up here. Okay? One gang, stake out the funeral home, get on the phone and call his buddies to let him know, yeah, you got... Shorty T Mac and and Lauro, they they in the line here. We we can get them right now. So they come through and shoot up about fifteen or twenty people and miss Big Shoe Mac and and or whatever, miss them all together and end up shooting fifteen twenty other people. Just insane. Somebody in the chat, yeah. Somebody in the chat room say that you uh, mentioned about Farrakhan taking the Jews to court. Over anti-Semitism, the term anti-Semitism. No, I did mention that, but he's talking about taking the ADL. Yes, yes. Yeah, a lot of other people should be taking them to court. People have taken them to court and won. Mm -hmm. Okay? So I agree with that wholeheartedly. All right? Because, again... They're the operating arm of the entire system of white supremacy. I don't don't know if I'm making that clear enough to people. That's how important that is. Okay? And then you got these families. Somehow their names are not being mentioned. That's why we're talking Rothschild, Oppenheimer, and some of these other demons. Because we're really talking about the people that control the world. Remember what Russia did, Bear, just a few years ago. We dealt with it right here on Truth to Power. They asked out of Russia and told no ever come back. That's Putin. All right? Paid off their debt, told them to get the hell out of Russia and don't ever come back again. You know how rad it is? Man, we got lessons all around us that we should never forget. Never forget. Okay? Because what that dude did, and that's why they really hate him. All right? This is why they hate him. 
And now look at what they're doing, Bill. They not only kicked the Rothschilds out of Russia and told them don't ever come back, but now they're getting ready to come at their pride and, and glory, the central banking system. That's how they rule, through the banking system. Yeah, I know, but Russia and China are coming at it, okay? Because once they come with the gold-backed currency, it's done data for the central banking system. So they coming at them to where they're supposed to be coming at Look, again, I, I see one little thing in terms of the monetary system in the last few few months. I see that the banking system, I expected it to collapse back around July, and it didn't happen. Where they're all teetering right now, every single one of them. Mm-hmm. If you pick, they'll tell you, yeah, the banks are in flux. And it ain't going to take much for the whole thing to collapse, all right? And this is one of those things that will do it, all right, the devaluation of the currency. Now, that's, that plays into the hands, or it doesn't – it plays into the hands of Russia and China because they're doing it specifically to neutralize the, the uh, power that uh, the Western central banks have on everybody else in the world. But there's another component uh, to that, okay, to that whole thing, in the devaluation of the currency and this whole uh, uh, Biden sending uh, aircraft carriers to the Middle East, okay? And that other part to that, is they got to have war to cover this up, family. They need war to cover up the imminent collapse of their monetary system. It won't be the first time that they've done this. Yeah. That's another uh, component to this whole thing. Yeah, they want war. That's why uh, they uh, still talking about financing Ukraine. And everybody and their mama know that war is over. It's over. Okay? So there are a lot of moving pieces in this thing, but they all point to the people being the one that basically going to take the weight. Okay? The people are the, are the ones that are going to look at what's going on in Gaza. It's the people that's taken away, not Hamas. Okay? And that's what's happening here. They don't give a damn if these illegals go off. They want it to happen. Yeah, and they, they got to have chaos. Yes, and they want to, because the people can't really organize to do anything against what they're doing. So, yeah, they don't give a damn. You think they care about some uh, Juan Valdez and, and uh, Juanita Valdez and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven? Val- they don't give a damn about them. 
they want you pissed off, as, as pissed off as you can be, and hope that you do something to facilitate the violence. That's why they're give, putting it in our neighborhood. And that's why that's they're the giving purpose. them 20000 That's why they're giving them $20,000 a month. $20,000 a month. I can't imagine people in this country being that stupid because any politician that came with that, we, they should be recalled immediately. Not tomorrow. There should be petitions gathered, okay? And their asses need to be thrown out of office yesterday. I don't give a damn. Republican, Democrat, plutocrat, whatever you want to call them. They need to do like they used to do back in how they Hollywood used to show us back in the cowboy days. Put them out there in the square and put that loose around their neck and hang them right in front of the people. Yeah, if you could do that and get away with it, that would be fine. <laughs> okay. But we can't do that. But what we can do is to recall their asses through petition movements. You can do that online. You can do that online. See, a lot of things people can do to uh, uh, hold these people up, okay, from putting their system in place. There are a lot of things that people could do that doesn't require a, a hell of a whole lot of footwork, okay? Some of it is going to require footwork, and it don't require a whole bunch of money, Okay? We keep looking for large pools of money uh, as the means by which you fight. No, these people got all the damn money. They got 90% of the money among 10% of the population. And the other 90% of the population got 10% of the money. So you're going to have to use your brain and to put all this stuff to a stop. Okay. Uh. Because one of the things that they, if you notice, Bev, they came out and admitted, I mean, up front, immediately, that Israel was using AI, and that's the reason that they couldn't uh, predict what was happening. Well, I thought AI was for prediction. You see? No. That AI needs some handcuffs on it. Anything these people are creating is not for the benefit of man. Okay? I'm going to say that again. Anything that these people are creating is not to benefit you. Let me keep going with this article. They say, Nathan Rothschild, a man who witnessed Napoleon Bonaparte's defeat, was one of the first to know England's England's victory. He fled the battlefield and landed in France where he bought shares of the stock market without telling anyone about the defeat. The stock prices skyrocketed a few days later, and Nathan sold his shares at a profit of 20 million francs, increasing his wealth and helping the Rothschild family control the British economy. Let me say that again. It helped the Rothschild family control the British economy. 
This was the first major conspiracy uh, theory in history to attach to the Rothschilds, explaining how they acquired enormous wealth and influence in Britain. That's why you hear people talking about the city of London to this day. That's Rothschilds. They say the Rothschilds began to openly espouse the Israeli cause in the second half of the 19th century, around 1850. They had the full support of the British Empire. Why? Because they working behind the scenes controlling the economy, family. Which was a superpower at the time. After the death of their head, Mr. James, the Rothschilds took over the family business and started working for the establishment of Israel. Edmund Rothschild played a crucial role in Jewish settlement in Palestine, financing the establishment of a ghetto called Rishon Lezion in 1882 and helping establish Tel Aviv, helping to establish Tel Aviv in 1909. There was no Tel Aviv prior to that. Okay. Tel Aviv, the major economic center of Israel, is also the de facto capital of Israel with embassies in countries that do not recognize Jerusalem as the Jewish capital. Edmund Rothschild continued to fund Jewish settlements in Palestine for several decades with with 28... 28 ghettos funded by him by 1933. So they're already doing the transfer, family, the migration. When they get enough people there, then they come with the Bogod. All right? They say a main street in Tel Aviv is named Rothschild Boulevard, and several other streets are named after the Rothschilds. They're going to say, outside Tel Aviv, there are many locations named after the Rothschilds, including the Israeli town of Yakub, named after Edmund's father, James Jacob, or Yakub, Rothschild. The Rothschilds also bought at least 125,000 acres of land in Palestine after the First World War including ghettos. In 1901, the Jews offered to buy Palestine to the Ottoman Caliph, Sultan Abdul Hamid II, but the Sultan refused. During the First World War, the Jews intensified their campaign to occupy Palestine, with many Rothschilds joining the British Army and fighting against the Ottoman Turks. Remember, the Turks just refused to sell them the land, right? So now they're going to fight against them. Anyway, let's go on. They say the British raised a Jewish volunteer force called the Jewish Legion. And James Rothschild, one of Edmund's sons, joined the force as a major. 
Lionel Walter Rothschild, a staunch Zionist and vice president of the Board of Deputies of British Jews, was actively involved in the political struggle for Israel. He campaigned in the British press and lobbied in the British government, leading to the Balfour Declaration. In November 1917, British Foreign Secretary Arthur Balfour assured Rothschild and the Zionist group that the British government would support the establishment of a Jewish state in Palestine. This secret agreement was a secret agreement, and Britain took in return for supporting European Jews during World War I. After the war, Britain fulfilled the Balfour Declaration, and in 1948, a Jewish state was established under the name Israel. The Rothschilds continued to support the Jewish state financially, with James Rothschild contributing 1.25 million pounds for the establishment of the Israeli parliament. Okay? So they financed the setting up of the parliament in Israel. I think that's called the Knesset today. Okay? For the establishment of the Israeli parliament, and Dorothy Rothschild gifting the Jewish government a building. The Rothschild's involvement in the establishment of Israel is a historical fact, not a conspiracy theory. The Rothschild dynasty, a family with a history of wealth, influence, and advocacy, has left a profound impact on history. Their humble beginnings in Frankfurt led to their pivotal role in establishing Israel. Their wealth was a product of financial acumen, and their support for Israel was a genuine commitment. Their name continues to adorn streets and locations in Israel, highlighting their enduring influence on the creation of a Jewish homeland thought that was a nice little succinct look on the Rothschilds and their influence in the establishment of this so-called state of Is It Real? Using the Balfour Declaration, okay, that they were uh, putting in place, right, in the late 1800s. All right. Even though they didn't get it passed until 1917, already in the late 1800s, planning for it, up to and including sitting, sending groups of people there. Okay, because the Arabs, like the Africans, didn't view government the way Europeans view government. Okay? So, and the uh, colonialism 
role in the subjugation of Arabs, I won't say equal to, but let's just say on par with what they did to African people. All right? Now, in some cases, they were just as brutal. All right? Because what you've seen these people doing uh, to the Palestinians, and you only seeing what they want you to see. Always worse. It's just like us and the police in this country. When the police killed a black person, it was automatically justifiable. Why? Because black people were viewed as animals. Just like the Palestinians. And that is in part, why black people align themselves with the Palestinians. I'm not saying everybody, but a large number. Now, here's the uh, point at which I disagree. Islam was brought to Africa at the point of a sword, just like Christianity. And they were chopping off Africans' heads if they didn't convert, just like Christianity. Um, I just want to tell family that in 18 minutes, we're going to the phone line. So if you have something you want to say or a question you want to ask, you can call in 323-642-1588 and push the number one, and I'll see your hand raised. And also, Dr. Robert X do have a GoFundMe page. It is on the Truth to Power page, and please send a donation uh, so he can continue to give us this research. Thank you, Sister Bear. You know, mm-hmm. this is different for me because I got books on the Rothschilds, got books on the Oppenheimers uh, in boxes because since I've been back here, I just haven't had the time nor the inclination to put all them, pull them books back out them boxes and stuff. But uh, so when I found out about the Rothschilds, it wasn't through articles. It was through reading the books. And you'd be, you'd be uh, hard-pressed to find a book on the Rothschilds that ain't at least 400 and some pages. Same with the Oppenheimers. I used to be able to name all of those families, those old European families whose names don't get mentioned today, okay? You'll hear the Rothschilds being mentioned, but that's just about it. Rare you hear the Oppenheimers, but the offspring still here, just like Soros' son is taking over uh, the family business of uh, destruction. So these people work down through their lineage with that same focus on controlling everybody and everything. Uh, This is not new. And there have been uh, occasions when they will even kill their own, okay, to make sure that agenda stays on point. This is real talk, all right? Uh, uh, 
well, I won't even go there because I can't confirm it. Uh, about one of the Rothschilds getting kicked out of the family because he chose to marry outside of the family. Okay, one of the things these people were notorious for was marrying their cousins and all this kind of stuff. That's why all that craziness is going on. That is correct. One of the Rothschilds was so crazy. This is in the 1800s. I think they called him Natty. He was named after one of the uh, progenitors of the Rothschild clan, Nathaniel. Uh, they called him Natty, but he was as crazy as hell. I call him Batty because he's crazy. He's so crazy, Bear, that this dude would ride around town on a zebra. Everybody else got horses and jackasses, but this damn fool was so out of his mind that he was riding around town on the zebra. Well, he wanted to stand out, and that's what he did. And he did. Okay. But that's how crazy, and that's when, Bev, the, the, toward the end of the 19th century, uh, because the genetics was so screwed up with them people that they finally decreed that the family could now marry outside of the family. Mm-hmm in the late 1900s. I'm sorry, late 1890s. By that time, that crazy gene was all in their DNA. Exactly. Okay. So that's why you hear people saying, because that that trait wasn't unique to them. The so-called royals all tried to marry inside of their particular bloodline. See, it was about blood. Yeah. So, and they did it in ancient Kemet, too. And other cultures. I'm sure other cultures did it as well. So it wasn't like that was something that was unique to them. Many people tried to do that. But these people weren't exactly um, fluid in, in, you know, genealogy and that kind of thing. All right, but let me get to one more piece here before we mm-hmm. let the family come in. So let's deal with the Balfour Declaration, okay, because we keep mentioning that. So let's go into that a little bit. The Balfour Declaration, the divisive legacy of 67 words. The divisive legacy of 67 words. This is from the BBC.com. They say the British peer, Arthur Balfour, barely makes an appearance in UK school books, but many Israeli and Palestinian students could tell you about him. His Balfour Declaration on November the 2nd, 1917, is taught in their history classes and forms a key chapter in their two very different national narratives. It can be seen as a starting point for the Arab-Israeli conflict. The declaration by the foreign secretary was 
by the then Foreign Secretary was included in a letter to Lord Walter Rothschild, a leading proponent of Zionism. Okay? Now, this 1917, the Zionist thing go back to the 1800s. Okay? Because well, what is Zionism? Let's keep going. Maybe they'll tell us. They say, the declaration by the DN Foreign Secretary was included in a letter to Lord Walter Rothschild, a leading proponent of Zionism, a movement advocating self-determination for the Jewish people uh, in their historical homeland from the Mediterranean to the eastern flank of the River Jordan, an area which came to be known as Palestine. Well, because the Arabs were there and their families were there, I'm talking about the Palestinians, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, there was no need to to have to formally name something that you've been living in for generations. Why would you have to name that? Okay? But now, here we go. They've already drawn up the map for the land that they want to take. Okay? So, they say, it's stated, talking about the Balfour Declaration, that the British government supported, quote, the establishment in Palestine of a national home for the Jewish people, unquote. It said that nothing should, quote, prejudice the civil and religious rights of existing non-Jewish communities, unquote. So, in other words, you can come here and live, but you got to respect the people that's already there, okay? They say Palestinians see this as a great betrayal, particularly given a separate promise made to enlist the political and military support of the Arabs, then ruled by the Ottoman Turks in World War One. They say, this suggested that Britain would back their struggle for independence in most of the lands of the Ottoman Empire, which consisted of much of the Middle East. The Arabs understood this to include Palestine, though it had not been specifically mentioned. You see how they're already tricking them? Okay. Uh, Quote, do you think Britain committed a crime against the Palestinian people? Unquote. Asked a teacher during a lesson in the Palestinian school in the West Bank city of Ramallah. Everyone puts up a hand. Yes. Quote. This declaration was illegitimate because Palestine was still part of the Ottoman Empire and Britain did not control it. Unquote. Quote. Britain considered the Arabs as a minority while they formed over 90% of the population, unquote. 
They go on to say, in Balfouria, a village in northern Israel, nine-year-old Noga Yehizekili is already proudly able to, to recite a Hebrew version of the text off by, uh, uh, by heart. Quote, in the moment it was given, the declaration gave huge hope and a huge push for the Zionist movement, unquote, says her father, Nevi. Quote, people saw that if the British government gave such a declaration, there was a chance that one day the Jewish nation would be established, which really happened later in 1948, the year the state of Israel was formed. So I know you're probably asking yourself, family, why didn't they go back to uh, one of their original homeland? I'm talking about the Ashkenazi. Because uh, that's who they were uh, uh, moving out of Europe. He was Ashkenazi. Why didn't they go back to Ukraine? Because they couldn't. Because Ukraine was run by the Nazis. Okay? So they had to get out of there big time. And I didn't finish up, but there was pogroms all over Ukraine where the people that these people worship today were just out-and-out mass murderers. They would kill the whole family in the middle of the street, the Jewish family, in Ukraine. Okay, some of the stuff that they did was just inhuman. Okay. Anyway, they go on to say, residents of Balfouria, including Nevi's grandfather, were part of a growing Jewish community in Palestine when Lord Balfour visited in 1925. They gave him a hero's welcome. By that time, the area was under the British administration. The Balfour Declaration had been formally enshrined in the British Mandate for Palestine, which had been endorsed by the League of Nations. So you see, once they took the British take control of the land, now they basically negate the agreements with the Palestinians, right? Because they got this other thing, uh, that the Balfour Declaration, that basically supersedes any claims on the land that the Palestinians have, okay? Now, they go on to say, during the first half of the mandate period, Britain allowed waves of Jewish immigration. But amid an arid backlash and rising violence, Israelis remember how it later blocked many fleeing persecution, particularly during the Holocaust. They said the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, inaugurated by Balfour Professor Ruth Lappendorf, has, has studied the 67-word document. An expert on international law, Lapidoff argues it was a legally binding declaration, but says Britain found it hard to deliver on its pledge. Quote, the political situation was very bad when the Nazis came to power and then England needed the help 
the friendship of the Arab countries, unquote. She says, quote, then they had to limit the implementation of the declaration, which is a pity, unquote. Professor Lapidoff left Germany in 1938, a year before the start of World War II, and so has a personal interest in the pronouncement, quote, I'm still very grateful for it, unquote. Quote, it was really the source of our right to come back to Palestine, including my own. Gangster. Straight gangster. They say, Israel's prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, describes the Balfour Declaration as a central milestone in the process of establishing his country. Okay? We'll stop right there. Tomorrow we'll get into a little bit of Theodore Herzl. I feel like I'm repeating myself here because we've dealt with this stuff over the years. Uh, And we never got up off of it because it is the thing that's attempting to take over the whole world, Zionism. Okay? And it doesn't matter if people are fearful to say anything about it. It is what it is. But at the same time, black people, all right, we should never be scared of these people because they're getting ready to push us further down on the totem pole. You just, We just ain't seen it yet. Okay? But that's the whole reason for Juan Valdez. You see? Because they are not going to do two things. They're not going to educate you, and they're not going to enrich you. That's why I think it's been all out of shape with people saying, well, you know, we we deserve reparations. Yeah, you do. We do. But deserving something and getting it are two wholly different animals. And I think that the reason that most people were holding out hope was because they really don't understand what it is they're fighting. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. That's why Jamie Foxx had to run away from his own statement when he was talking about there was a dude came to this planet and tried to do something, and they hung his ass on a cross. And they said he was anti-Semite. That was just a few weeks ago. Mm. Now you understand, okay? And the only way that people are going to get out this is through exposure. That's the only way. You don't have to run out here and fight nobody and shoot up nobody. No. You need to educate as many people as you possibly can. Well, the and, the Christian people keep saying we in Revelation, and this is the end time. But to my understanding, revelation means revealed, and that's what's being done. These, these people and the system is being revealed. Yes, yes, I agree with you, Beth. But, you know, the Christian community 
they conflicted because they want because most of the people in the Christian community with power and influence are the white ones. Okay, very well organized uh, old churches, old church systems. Put it like that. You see, and they are firmly because you got this thing called Christian Zionist. Because they believe in prophecy that certain things are going to take place with Israel that's going to allow for property, pro, uh, prophecy to be revealed. Who okay? prophecy? That's it. Well, and who are the Jews? Mm-hmm. See, none of that is accurate if certain things ain't fulfilled according to what they believe. So they plug in that blonde-haired, blue-eyed demon, all right, uh, from the Caucasus. Uh, what, what do they call them? Uh, oh, they got so many Ooh. names for these people. I'm talking about these Jewish people from Ukraine. They got so many names for them. Uh, I, just can't, I can't remember all this stuff, family. Okay, but now they're calling them this because people are beginning to wake up. That's a fact. Okay, because believe me, 35 years ago, 40, if you whispered anything about these people, you anti-Semite, I told you, family, they listened to me on the black radio program and then put me in one of their books as an anti-Semitic whatever simply for reading research that I had acquired. Okay? It, this, it's, only a re, it's only recently that uh, black people are allowed to say anything. But if you notice, you can talk about the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, Kanye, uh, what's my brother that plays the basketball, They made him uh, uh, apologize. <laughs> it's amazing, man. <laughs> they make these big, strong-ass men apologize for telling the truth. They, they make them bitches. That's pretty much. Okay? Uh, that's why I respect these guys uh, who do. Uh, immensely, all right, and I give the minister credit for that. But then I got to take a little bit back because while he was saying all that, he was meeting with him in the back room. Yeah, man, you can't play games with these people, man. You you just really can't because they ruthless in what they do. That's why they've been at it for a long time, and that's why they're on top of everything right now. So they got the white people who know these people consider them less than human. They know that, but they don't care because they're looking for prophecy to be fulfilled. So these white Christians refer to themselves as Christian Zionists. Okay? Now just just think about that for a minute. You're in alignment with a group of people that consider you uh, less than an animal. And don't even have it. 
okay? And I think they only do it because they know they can. Because of the people in this country, and it's starting just to, just, I've been at it for a long time, so I, you know, I see things differently. But I see leaks getting out there. Yeah. When I see yeah. these people, these prominent billionaire Jewish families, uh, like Les Wexner, right? Who, by the way, Bill, as soon as we get through talking about that bastard, uh, he changed Victoria's Secret back to the old school Victoria's Secret. Really? Wow. Yes. That was all in the news this past week. Mm. Yep. Now, they all rock his ass up in prison. That's Jeffrey Epstein's uh, backer, his financial backer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Anyway, he's legitimate because he took all of his gangster proceeds and made some bras and panties with the with the holes cut in certain areas so you can have easy access, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bev, the whole really about nothing. Yeah. That's what it's about, nothing. Bev. It's really about nothing. Yeah. Well, I'm going to open the lines up. And uh, let's see. Let's go to uh, Mike. Who kept y'all dead, Rod? Yeah, Rod, you was talking about the prophecy, the biblical prophecy. If if you read the biblical prophecy, uh, it doesn't hold well for the people who call themselves Jewish. So I'm I'm wondering what are these white people, what, what prophecy? There is a prophecy there. And again, it doesn't hold well for them, any other Caucasian, according to biblical prophecy. So I, I, that, that kind of puzzles me. Well, um, that would depend on what scriptural book you're talking about, because they ain't coming with King James. Well, that's Torah. And, and yes, um, they, that's, that's Old they, Testament. They own doctrine. Okay, well, I'm not arguing none of that. I'm not, I'm, they, they do have their own doctrine, but white Christians in this country and elsewhere that use King James, they go with the prophecy that's in there based on them thinking that these people are the people of the book when there's documented history to, the, uh, to attest to the fact that they are converts from the 8th eighth, eighth century. That's documented yeah, but, history. Yeah, some of them acknowledge that. Some of the white Christians acknowledge that. But I just got through telling you about the Christian Zionists. Okay. Well, they of course, they would be on the opposite side of that, of course. That would be expected. I mean, there's yeah. something else you, you said earlier. Um, you were talking about the, the Ottoman Turks. Yes. The... And I, I think you, 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 you kind of separated them from the Arabs, and they are factually one and the same. The current okay. occupants of North Africa, those are Ottoman Turks. Yes. The Arabs are in the Sudan. That's what the Arabs are. 
that's in North Africa. I'm just saying the Arab, the, the people who are Arabs, not Ottoman Turks, the Ottoman Turks call themselves Arabs, but the right. Arabs themselves are in the Sudan. They got ran out of North Africa, and they're in yeah. the Sudan. That's where they are. Right. Okay. So those people are Turks, Ottoman Turks. That's who they are. They're not Arabs. They were, you know, what our boy, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, in Banner used to call them desert white boys. Yeah. Remember well. Yeah. So people got, you know, they've been listening to this lie so long, and they've been telling this lie so long that they may even believe it themselves now. But the truth still remains the truth. If I steal your car and keep it 100 years, it doesn't become my car because you forgot I stole it or I right. forgot I stole it. It's still your car. Yeah. Right? No doubt about it. And so as me and you were talking about the other day, uh, uh, Israel is saying that, that America is holding them back from going into Gaza. But as me and you discussed, we know that Israel don't listen to a damn thing nobody say, including America. They That's do what right. the hell they want to do. There's been, I've seen no evidence that Israel has ever asked anybody for, for permission to do any damn thing. So we know that the reason that you ain't going into Gaza, Israel, uh, Israelis, is because you know you're going to get your hat handed to you when you do. That's why they with, and and that's why they ain't messing with Hezbollah too much, cause they are the same thing. They don't yep. want to deal with them no more. They are worse now than when they invaded Lebanon in 2006, and Hezbollah whooped that ass. They are much even more prepared for them now. Yeah, because eventually the technology is going to even the playing field, and that's what has happened. Okay. Absolutely. Now, do you believe Rob? Well, uh, they said that they shot down uh, three cruise missiles coming out of Yemen going up to Israel. I don't even believe that. I hadn't heard that one. Yeah, it was it was it was on mainstream. They said that the United States Navy uh, intercepted three cruise missiles coming out of Yemen going to Israel. I, that that don't sm- pass the smell test to me. It just don't. Yeah, I'm that's, going that's with you. Awfully, on yeah, that's an awfully long distance from Yemen to Israel. Not that they can't make it there, but that just, it doesn't make sense. You know? here's, here's, so something for you here's something for you to take a look at, Mike. And see, I didn't get a chance to get to this. I kept putting it off and putting it off, and then I'm right up on the program. So I'll get a chance to take a look at it tonight or early in the morning. And that is the relationship between China and Iran. Because you see... Israel keeps trying to focus on Iran. They want Iran gone. They no want question. This, this is a 3,000, well, somewhere in that range battle between these Persians and these white people. Okay? So that mm-hmm. fight ain't never concluded. All right? And they've been fighting each other ever since. Here's the deal. And I noticed this. I said, oh, well, I know I didn't just conjure this up into my head, I recall China about two years ago saying that they were going to come to the aid of Iran 
if they had to. And now we see at least six ships from China. They yeah, probably in the Mediterranean. About, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's been reported a few days ago. Yes. They sent warships into the Mediterranean. America has two aircraft battle groups uh, in the Mediterranean. Right. But uh, this, this, the thing oh, that scares oh, me I, is that these psychopaths, I think you said it earlier, they could kill us all. Yes. That's, that's yeah, my concern. They're messianic in their scope, man. They are messianic in their scope. They're either messianic or satanic. They're one of those two groupings. Either way, whichever group they subscribe to, and they certainly subscribe to one or the other based on their behavior, that no puts all humanity in trouble. No question. So that's my real concern. Did I tell you my brother-in-law is over there in Tel Aviv, right? No, you didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got, my, I got a brother-in-law over there in Tel Aviv. He said, look real, real ugly. I told him, well, you better try to get your ugly ass out of there. Yep. That's the doctor? But they, no, no, no. He was part of Asiel's thing. Oh. You know, but he has he has since broken off from them, and he lives in Tel Aviv now. We talked wow. to him a couple of days ago on the Zoom. Mm-hmm. So I told him he better wow. get his ass some hat. But it may not make any difference if they start pushing buttons way yet. Yeah. Is he telling you what's going on around him? Is it accurate um, what they're telling us on the news? No, well, one of the things he's telling me that's going on over there is that the business activity is ground almost to a halt. There are no people aren't uh, opening their businesses, and you know the streets are deserted. It's, it's just real silent, ugly. Like you know, mm-hmm. they're just mm-hmm. waiting for something to happen. Calm for the storm. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, that's how I say it too. The calm before the storm. So I'm, well, I want so to is this the, the place? Is this where they supposed ahead. to be cutting baby heads off and and stuff like that? Is is this what they supposed yeah, to be doing there? Yeah, that's so. Is he? Are doing. they talking about that over there? Because I heard that yeah. they were kind of exaggerating that. Is that really real? I don't. I don't. I don't buy it for a second because he said the same thing mm-hmm. when the Iraqis went into Kuwait. They said they was killing babies in the nursery too. So I don't, these people are professional liars. Uh, the way mm-hmm. you know that they tell them a lie is they lips be moving. Well, let me <laughs> tell you something, man. There's nothing more concerning, and again, people really need to be concerned about mm-hmm. China sending a battle group. Now, why is China sending a battle group in the middle of all that mess? And I've been watching some of my media waiting for them to explain, and nobody has said anything about this agreement that the Chinese made because, you know, they need that energy. Absolutely, they and, they, and they get a lot of it from them. Exactly. So they're going to protect their interests, and that's exactly. why they're there. They ain't there to put no window dressing. They're there no. to send a, a clear message. Exactly. 
And I don't think America or Israel is uh, really in any position with the Chinese. And, Mike, automatically by extension because... Russia. Thank you. So they're talking about fighting Russia, China, Korea, North Korea, and all of the Arab countries. And they can't even uh, supply Ukraine with the necessary ballistics they need to do battle with Russia. Well, Ukraine is finished. It's over. They just ain't said it, but Ukraine is kaput. Of course. But how are you going to fight a war when you ain't got no bullets? Uh, virtually impossible. So it, 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 it's, it's over there. You know, this is That's, just a charade to even suggest sending them another $100 billion for what? Yes. You could send them that, $300 billion. It wouldn't help them. But that's just to let you know how dangerous this entire situation is because I see very little focus on them damn Chinese going right in the middle of this whole thing. That ain't no right. joke. And, right. And Russia's already over there too, Rob, in Syria. Okay. Yeah, they've been there all the time. Yeah, they've been there for but, quite some time. Yeah, but China, this is a whole new ball game. They acting like oh, yeah, it ain't happening. Right. For them, it's it's really because they've really been doing their thing in, in the South China Sea and the Pacific. This is a whole exactly. different area of the world for them. That's right. So but they, they have a the long day. way to get there. They sent a battle group of six ships. That's yeah. serious stuff. And they traveled a long way. They traveled from, to the other, from the other side of the world. That's right. To, to get there. That's my point. So exactly. I, they ain't playing no games, right. man. I don't right. think well, people are taking this as serious as they need to. I hope calmer heads prevail, but uh, we know that there may not be very many there. Oh, Tap, unless somebody else, else get on. Oh, Tap. Listen to comments, Thank you. Michael. Hello. Okay. Okay. 708-837. 708. Okay, he finally fell asleep on us. Um, let's go to the general. All right, I y'all be? General. Good. The best in the West. Hotel, brother West, better love. Good. Let me tell y'all something, man. Most of the shit we know is illusion. Tell a and me number. Tell a vision, man. Tell a lie. That's why they named it that. Okay. Now, let's, let me tell y'all something, man. All this shit is fake, man. All right. Okay. They good. All the Christianity and Islam was started in the Vatican, man. Okay. That's real. All right, and also the number one group nobody mentioned is the Saudi Arabia. Saudi made up too. Okay, the Rothschild sent them, took fake Jews over there to Saudi Arabia where they, where they wanted to take over the oil. So they sent some crypto Jews over there masquerading as Muslims. Okay, but the Saudi Arabians, they all crypto Jews, man. 
I'm Caesarean. So y'all got to realize everything we think we know is trickery, man. So when you see them dudes that truck went over there swinging the sword with, they is Jews, man, masquerade. That's what they do, bro. Yeah, okay? we kind of dealt with that years ago on, about the crypto Jews with the Saudi royal family. We dealt with yeah, that. Yeah, they, they're Jews, bro. All right. And see, it's two kind of groups that ain't got no filter on their mouth. Who is that? Old people and little children. All right. So one of them 85-year-old ladies that they claim that was a, a kid now, whatever. All right. The first thing she said, see, y'all got to catch it when they first get to talking and flapping. She said all the kidnappers speak perfect freaking English, man. <laughs> 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 I, I That's what they old ladies say, man. See, you got to listen to old people that look here, man. They'll tell you the truth all the time. So that was that I old when she said that they treated them extremely well and that, that was she felt there was something very wrong about Israel's response to the whole thing. Because it's all orchestrated. It from Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv, man, Tel Aviv, it's all orchestrated, all right? And the reason China over there, China the one make all the electronics, man. China can shut all this shit down. They want to, bro. They got secret trips right now in this phone and everything else we use to shut down everything, man. All right. So in, in plus, uh, it's a lady that's uh, the naval secretary now, man. Okay. She was on an aircraft carrier, and she said something. She said everybody over there is actors, man, all the actors, man. Y'all got to listen to what people say, man. They'll tell you the truth. She say all of them, we going to get all the actors. That's the lady that's the Secretary of the Navy, man. Coming out of her mouth, bro. On the aircraft carrier, bro. This shit's so fun, man. Y'all got no... I can't help it. I got the magic glasses on and the magic ears, man. So do you think they would... Do you think huh? that they will go to war with each other? They're taking war now, man. But well, I, I don't like to do no opinion, man. So I, don't, I don't like to do no opinion, on, especially all these manufactured events, bro. All right, so uh, I, I I like to just sit back and, and see what happened, where I can damn illustrate to y'all, man. To okay, do you think people are dying uh, over there? Because they've been bombing. They've been bombing for, what, 10, 11 days in a row? Yeah. Allegedly, that's what they say, man. That's what they say, bro. Okay. That's what they say, yeah. And I heard I heard somebody that had a relative over there, and they said mm-hmm. that what they saying that's going on is not going on. Right. So they're not bombing Gaza. They might they might be bombing the parking lot or something. Oh, yeah. From and what they saying. Yeah, all the under there, and they can't find out what's in who in the cage and all that. And the lady said it looked like a spider web. <laughs> <laughs> All the cages, and they supposed to be the top-notch Mossad, the best doggone intelligence agency on the land, man. Come on, bro. And you tell me they can't find 200 people. Huh? Come on, man. That's what they say. All right, you just enjoy what they say. Enjoy the show, man. And this shit is a very, like you say, man, every three months, every, every, once a month, they got to come up with some damn uh, trickery, man. Okay. Yep. As far as uh, uh, somebody can't find nobody in the water, man, it's a lake up here called Lake Lanier, man. Every week, 
somebody drowned in that lake, and they can't find them. You know why? Because there used to be a town called Oscarville, or black town, that they killed all the ran all the black people off, and they flooded the area, that lake, and and our ancestors is good is, is taking care of folks. Anybody come in that water, they kiss their age goodbye, man. This Oscarville, man. Okay, Saturday, some dude went up there. They couldn't find him. So this stuff in the water, man, this ain't no joke, man. This especially Oscarville, man. You don't know what kind of uh stuff going on around that water, man. All right, especially when they flow stuff out, man, and, and to be on sacred land. Hey, the earth you say ain't nothing playing now, man. Oh yeah, got now let's get to uh the funniest thing I heard this week oh, one more thing, uh, a couple more things is uh in Russia uh, 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 they had a scientist like Fauci, right? He the one that came up with the snake venom in Russia. Yeah, what happened to him, man? What? They found him with his belt around his neck. Choke, choke that for coming up with that venom. Putin ran on play, man. Okay? <laughs> Russia, they came up with that snake venom over in Russia with that boo game. Hey, Putin them took him out, man. Just <laughs> Funny thing out, man. Your boy, uh, Reverend Shadow Boxing, uh, Al Charleston, <laughs> he said on his own show, he went over to Jamaica. They wouldn't let his ass at the airport. He come over there with a fake-ass passport. Them Jamaicans said, get your ass out of your mind. You can't come over here with that foolishness spot. <laughs> <laughs> the, the word and got into, went to Jamaica. <laughs> Yeah, the Jamaica told him, get the hell out of here. His daughter should stay, you know, in time out. He said, the daughter, but they told Charlotte he got a fake-ass passport. Get the hell out of Jamaica, man. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, Brother West. Sir, he told on his own self, man. You about to cry when he said that shit. I just listen to fools. I listen to everybody, man. I listen. And uh, he ain't no telling on himself, man. This shit funny as hell, man. <laughs> and your boy Metal, he done flip too, man. Trump boy, number one boy, he done flip too, man. This shit funny as hell, man. Huh? Who is that? Metals, metals. He done flip now. The you know problem that, right? is, Wes, it doesn't yep. matter what they say. They're not going to be able to say anything that points to him violating the law. Okay. It doesn't matter <laughs> what they say. See, me, I don't take no sides, man. The whole system coming down on both sides, all right? So it's coming. I don't take no favors with none of these demons, man. I don't care I don't who they are. Man, blue man, but whatever. I'm neutral because I'm neutral, I'm I'm neutral is evil, man. It's all no. coming down. And uh, uh, speaking of sweet old oh, Rothschilds, man, let me get back to the Rothschilds. And I don't want to do too much politics, man. Everybody that would get people amped up. And you wonder why they're letting the people come over here? That's our op to get everybody emotional, man. Okay, to get us, most of the black people emotional and start to argue. So I don't fall for that, bro. I peep the game, man, to get us arguing. Politics, yeah, that's sports, what we said religion. earlier. Yeah, politics, sports, religion, entertainment, uh, 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 it's all scripted, man. And that movie you talk about, Sister Bay up there, The Barrier, that's the story of yeah. uh, what's the dude. The, the lawyer, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. He went after the uh, Plus, he went after uh, the cigarette companies because I think my oh, mother got some of that. Yeah, he took. Okay. He went after the cigarette. 
So okay. yeah, he's good too. He, he went out the cigarette company. I think my mama got some of that money from the cigarette. But uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's all orchestrated, man. It's fun to be alive to see all this shit happening, man. That's why he's taking no side. Because Babylon falling down. And I be damn if I'm going to sit here and try to prop it up. Okay, I'm going to help. If in the fall, I'm going to help, help. I'm going to kick the damn table leg off. So it's on, in, in the chair. Well, I believe there's a such thing as right and wrong. And I'm yeah, always right. taking side of right. I don't care who it is. On the right, I can take care. It's my right and my left. I can't control nobody else. On the person, no, nope. I can with me. It's right, about controlling it. It's about acknowledging its existence. I acknowledge you, man, but I ain't, ain't uh, all get amped up. Oh, one white dude, another white dude. I care less. The whole system is jacked up. Look at your boy. You talking about uh, 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 that dude Mexican up there in uh, New York that took that money, man, that Melendez, man. All these folks took it, bro. So it is. I just enjoy all this shit coming down, bro. All right? And, and yeah, I'm with I'm with for, for for justice and equality for the people that need it. And uh far as so you talking about uh start petitions, man. I started a couple of petitions and it was too strong because I people wouldn't even sign it, man. And that the, the, they'll sign some shit about uh, bringing Charlie Brown back on regular TV. It was about uh, fifty thousand people signed that, bro. Or to get a black Barbie dog. They'll sign up for some stupid shit. But I put a petition up to get people record sealed and uh, expunged after seven years. They ain't gonna well, they, well, I record be some people record sealed. I couldn't get but four people, five people to sign it, man. Yeah, right. well, you acknowledging that there's a difference between right and wrong. That's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. All I can do is hold up my hand and that's right. right. All right, but Paul, that's, you know, that's where I come in. With somebody else, what they doing? The only person I can control is me. Yeah. Keep myself right. All right. And if everybody spend uh, 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 half the time worrying about their own business and the other half of leaving other folks alone, we we'll get somewhere. Cause now everybody playing fucking crazy with this mental illness stuff, man. It's with who? Everybody playing mental illness, man. Oh, oh okay. Right? And that's some BS, even because you know them them demons were getting away with it. So I guess these black folks think they can get away with it too. But it's some BS, man. Nobody, yeah. nobody like what Man Chuck most say. Nobody take accountability for their own ass. Yep. So if everybody, one person, take accountability for themselves, you know right and wrong, okay? And then you check yourself, then the whole world will be a lot of better place, right? Yeah, it's a fun, fun time to be alive to see all this coming down, man. That's why I ain't trying to. I'm not at this. I'm not damn sure you can try to hold up the world. It's crashing. That Babylon system falling, man. It's, just, it's nothing we can do. You just, uh, stand by, like you say, and watch this shit crash. Are you trying to prop it up and it's going to crash on you? So uh, everybody got choices. We are in the day of judgment, each and every one of us, man. This is the day of judgment. Uh-oh. Whatever decision you make, that's your judgment, okay? If I go running down the street, butt naked across the interstate, I get hit by a car or something, that's my own judgment. We're doing the dumb shit. I told y'all, what, you play stupid. 
stupid games, you get stupid prizes, man. God ain't playing, man. We all got choices. We are free bar agents, man. Yes, yeah, judgment. Each one of them. We got got to judge for what we do, man. Yeah, judgment seems to me to be right or wrong. I see judgment appears to me to be right and wrong. Whatever right for you might not be uh, right for me. That's right. So it's... it's really good boy down to yes or no, man. I told y'all before, everything is yes or no. Yeah, that that's simple. right and wrong. <laughs> okay. That, that's, uh, yeah, all right, I'm not, not going to go back and forth over so, uh, you're right and wrong and left and right and yes or no, up and down, man. Okay, we don't have no other choice, Brother West, because we are I dual zero point. I said zero gravity, man. I said zero point gravity. And then you got anti gravity that starts on the other end of the spectrum. You got the if zero point that. that's right in the middle that separates negative energy from positive energy. So right yeah. and wrong, left and right, up and down, I, in and out, there's I, always a duality. Yeah, okay, if you say so. That's why I say it's zero point opinion. gravity. I don't get too high or too low. <laughs> Got to say, don't get too high or too low by nothing. At least I don't, man. And whatever somebody else do, it's not my business. So, uh, well, everything other people do is my business because it affects me. The energy that somebody exerts in another part of the world affects me right here. Otherwise, I wouldn't be saying anything about anything. None of us be saying anything about anything. Let me ask you a question. If you know yeah. hung around with somebody that's got fucked up energy, would you still stand there and, and, and take their energy? Or it would you get the hell off? Yes or no, I, man. Yes or no, bro. Come on, yes or I, no. I don't got time for this. Yes or no. No, it depends on who they are. I have been around people who are friendly with me that I thoroughly disagree with, and I ain't running away from them. We just disagree on that. I have <laughs> been you. around people who I've known for five minutes. And I don't want to be around them for another five minutes based on what I heard come from them. So it yeah, depends on who they are. We saying the same thing, man. If I be around yeah. somebody bad, uh, I don't want to get none of that shit on me. I, I tell them, hallelujah, God bless you, I'm gone, man. I'm not going to sit there. <laughs> once I do it. Absolutely. Huh? I said absolutely. Well, let me. I'm, I'm about around to be let, with people that can leave me. One more thing, sister, about this biofeedback and this biofeedback loop where they all need to say what they doing, what they doing. That's why they call y'all people Negroes because you don't go no higher than your fucking knee. All right? That's why I try to get out of this biofeedback loop. If, I, if people I be around, if they, I can, they can't lift me up and I can't lift them up, I'm gone. I'm not going to sit there and have no pity party in the biofeedback loop, man. But anyway, Sister Bev, I'll let you let somebody else come in. And now one more word, that word is designers, man. It's D-E-Z-I-O-N-S-T, designers. They be designers, bro. We the real designers, man. Peace and blessings. Shalom, y'all, to the next episode. Shalom. Shalom. <laughs> oh, that brother West. Shalom. <laughs> That's Hebrew, I think. Uh, <laughs> man. Peace, y'all. What's good? 
Yes, 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 yes. I'm I'm laughing at the duality of people, my brother. Go ahead, Tut. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah. Did you ever look up the the? Uh, oh, good evening, it's just the best. Uh, did you ever look up the um the Kadori family? The called the Kadores, or maybe they call it the Kadores. You got to spell that for me, Tut. Yeah, I, I gave it to you couple times before K A D O O R I E S. K A E O O R I D S? No, K A D O O R I E S. I E X. S. S. Like Sam. S. Like Stacy. What's the third letter? K A what? D like in door. K A like K as in uh, K A D as in door. O O R I E S. Yeah. Kadori. Mm-hmm. In the Sassoons. S A S S O O N. I'm, I'm familiar the with the Sassoon. These are the Jews who won the East. Um, but look up the Kadoris, man. They won everything in Shanghai. I mean, um, in Shanghai, both um, in Hong Kong and Shanghai. I mean, everything. So like the electricity, everything. Just look mm-hmm. them up. They man. say they're the, they the, they the wealthiest family in Hong Kong. Yep, yep, yep. Straight up. Um, but these is... Um, they Jews. Yeah, they they're Jews, but they don't—they're not white. They're not white like our Jews. These—these these are Mizrahian Jews or um, Bag. They came from—they came from Iraq. We have Baghdad, so they call them Baghdadi Jews. Um, okay, but they—they they look more Indian or Arab looking than they look white. You know what I'm saying? So they but convert. Them up, man. I, I am no, tonight. No, they, these might be closer to the they their history goes back way further um than the British encountering them. Uh but um they hooked up with the British through the British Taj um India company they had over there when they took over India. And these were the merchants that ran things in the Middle East on the Silk Road. So, mm-hmm. um, you look them up, man. These 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 people been there way longer than um the Palestinians. <laughs> you okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. With, um, but they came out of Baghdad. Mm-hmm. No, I just say well, we'll be able to discuss them tomorrow because I'm gonna look them up tonight. Okay, that that. Well, a lot of the alt-right has been uh, just as pro-Zionism as the mainstream media, warmongering and propagandizing. Uh, in some ways, worse than the mainstream media. You know, they fight out with it. You know what I'm saying? So I was kind of shocked. Like, man, I thought they'd be a little bit more level-headed here. But nah, man, these people, these animals must die. Like, oh, shit. You know, That's what um, it's like to me, that. It looked like somebody has made an agreement 
that it's time now to go to plan B, and plan B is we couldn't get rid of all these people this way, so let's see if we can't do it this way. But we must maintain control. That's what it looked like to me. Mm, yes. Um, uh, I just want you to remember cryptocurrency and digital yeah. currency are not the same. The two different things. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so just um, when you talk about digital currency, or Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. It's not a right. digital currency. Right. That's what I, I couldn't think of the name. Yeah. Um, and Brother Mike, uh, I agree with him on gaming uh, because, I mean, how they shoot missiles at Israel when they've been getting bombed on a daily basis since Obama was the president. Yeah. You know, Saudi Arabia has been bombing them like crazy. Uh, they they cities are reduced to nothing. They live off of aid from the UN. And uh, if you recall, the U.S. under Obama first term, they killed Yemen uh, religious scholar uh, who they claimed he was a militant leader there, but his name was Anwar Al Awas. I remember him like he's my brother. Yeah, and if you if you remember, he was a U.S. citizen. Who the U.S. Yep. had a bomb. Yeah, they went and killed this dude. He's from Flushing, Queens. And, and his um, son. Mm-hmm. And then they sold the Saudi, Saudi Arabia the top-of-the-line fighter jets so they could um, better their missions in Yemen. People who don't have no weapons. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um Now, the $60 billion that, that they need for um, Ukraine... Chuck, that was a Yemen was a base for the CIA. It was a it was a, a base of operations throughout the Middle East for the CIA. And what happened was uh, they blew up and killed about eight or nine CIA agents in a mass bombing. And that's when this country turned on them. Mm, okay. Um. Yeah. Um, I think they need the sixty billion in the Ukraine because the Ukraine army's defeated. You know, they finished. Defeated and depleted. Um, but they need to have this war with Russia. So they gonna yeah. pay mercenaries now. They're gonna bring their mercenaries. Um so look for that. That's what I think they're about to do. Mercenaries from all around the world, you know, Europe, Middle East, um, Africa, you know what I'm saying? Or just so I could see that being their next move because they need to keep Russia in a war or in looking like it's a war. Because yeah. if you think about it, and I said this before, but if the U.S. was at war with Mexico or Canada, do you think the president of Canada could fly to the G7 meeting? He no, could fly sir. to the World Economic Forum and he could just go fly to the U.N. and give a speech in front of the United States? Yeah, like, come on. If he if they were at war with Russia, they on their border. This is nothing for Russia to go there, bomb the hell out of Kiev, kill this dude, you know. But if he they did that, the media will destroy them. Then they have a reason to hit them. You know what I'm saying? With sanctions and everyone like really go after them. So they they playing nice. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm I don't even think this really a war. You know, I think this is some some nonsense over there. I, don't, I can't say for sure, but it don't it don't seem if someone with the same military capabilities of the United States 
This dude had Pelosi fly in. You know, had the mayors of cities fly in to meet with him. Like, they well, didn't take Biden, over their airspace. Biden can't even added. stand up. And he went there. But they had the president. They didn't. The United States, first thing they do when they're at war with you is they take over your airspace. You're not flying yep. nothing in there other than what they allow to fly in there. That's because once you have a up over the people's uh, position, they you you got the upper hand on them. You know what I'm saying? Yep. They don't know when them bombs and missiles is coming. They hear the jet, they, the helicopter. They're gonna take over your airspace. Not flying any planes in that they don't authorize. So you're in a war zone. They're shooting it down. So you tell me Russia's allowing them to fly in and out, and you know it's just not. It's not a war to me. It's just not right. There's something wrong with it. You know Some what I'm saying? That was a red flag uh, for me too. Yeah, for it to go on this long, and it's like they ain't killed this dude yet. Like they didn't invade <laughs> Kiev yet. Like this is it. Come on, United States would be all over Mexico City. It'll be all over Toronto by now. Like it would, it would be nothing for them to go after your neighbors, man. Kind of crazy. Um, I saw mm-hmm. Okay, now come oh, on with the Chinese, with the six Chinese ships that they just sent over there. In the how you know I was going there, man? <laughs> I was going there after I, t- I, t- I told you I saw these Chicago press conference with these ladies going off, man. Uh, uh, and they had some white lawyer there talking about he was suing these people and this, that, and other, but I, I was happy to see that. Um, but the six Chinese ships going to the Middle East, they got a um, guided missile destroyer, a guided missile frigate, and a comprehensive replenished vessel in the Persian Gulf, and they got the same three ships in the Gulf of Aden. So they pretty much got both sides taken in. Um, This is protecting their oil interests, which is telling the United States, we dare you to go hit Iran because we're getting our oil from Iran dirt cheap and um, we're not going to allow you to um, add them into this war. This is them putting yeah. the U.S. on serious notice because this is all about Iran. And yeah. um, Turkey also um, asked the United States not to get involved on into the Mediterranean Sea and um, they denied Turkey's request. So Turkey came out today and they warned the U.S., not today, um, yesterday, that they will um, be doing live ammunition drills for the next couple of weeks in the Mediterranean Sea. So impact your own risk. You know what I'm saying? We're we going to be doing live, live, live shellings and everything. And so pretty much a deterrent. Uh, I don't think Turkey wants to hit a U.S. ship. But it's showing that they're not with it. Um, Moscow submitted a U.N. Security Council resolution calling for a ceasefire. They didn't even mention Hamas. They said Israel and um, blasted Israel for employing cruel methods in its campaign against innocent people. And um, the United States vetoed it. Of course. Then um, Brazil came. And they submitted a U.N. Council resolution calling for a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas in a conflict, and the U.S. vetoed that. Um, South African leaders 
they got in trouble for um, staying in contact with Hamas leaders. And um, <laughs> they're saying that, yo, we're just trying to offer them aid. Um, and then they had the U.N. meeting over the aid of the Palestinians. And Russia stood up and told told everyone that the U.S. is the people keeping the aid from getting from Egypt into Palestine. They blocking the roads. Yeah, not Israel. They said it's the United States. So all that to say, it looks like um this thing ain't going the way they planned. Everybody ain't on board with Israel like they thought. You know the propaganda campaign. We looked at it. I think everybody looked at it like. There ain't no way you threw no goddamn Palestinians in one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Let me ask you that. Had to be, it's something not right with that. So, um, now if you look at it, those four, that's four of the five BRICS countries. That's what that's I said. Russia, <laughs> China, and South Africa. Right there. That's yeah. why I mentioned those four countries. Because that's not the only four countries against it. Of course, North Korea is against it. And yep. um, if you recall, Russia just met with Lil' Kim, and they cut a deal um, with Russia, China, and North Korea that they will start having their weapons in line with each other. So they're pretty yep. much the same way NATO goes. We're going to use the same ammunition. We're going to use the same this, the same that. So that means they're going to be sharing military technology. And I think I mentioned it on the show, if not show I did with Bev a while back, or show one of the shows you did, that they were talking about including Iran into that partnership. Yeah. So that would give them a strategic Iran, especially with the oil. Because, I mean, if you got it, um, you got Russia and Iran, you know, y'all, got, y'all don't need oil from nobody else. That's all the oil in the world. So... Uh, very, very strategic moves being played. U.S. is playing with fire because on um, Trump's speech, he's saying you, we don't got no ammunition left and we don't got no fuel left to fight a war. You know what I'm saying? We need to be on the phone negotiating. We don't need to be, you know, doing too much of this um, war stuff. You know, he kind of laid it out that way. Why would you negotiate? If you've been calling for and pushing for a wider war with Russia, why would you negotiate? If you wanted to kill a whole bunch of people, who would you negotiate with? Well, I'm telling you what he said. They need to be on the phone negotiating, not, you know, increasing the stuff. He said he'll call Putin up and get it over pretty quickly. You know, we'll negotiate what parts of Ukraine they're going to keep and We'll, we'll get up out of here, but, you know, there's a lot going on now. My my feeling about China is I got to see them do something, man. I, they they like the dude comes around the block, man, talking all this stuff, man. It's like, I got to see this dude get in a fight, man. I got to see, exactly. you know, he's talking good game, but they look, they got nice shining boats and stuff, but, man, I need to see y'all pop a missile in somebody so I can take y'all serious, you know? Because I know this cracker will pop a missile without a problem. And Israel can get about they, it. They you know they fighting, fighting. These white people, this military has been fighting for the last, since the end of World War II, they ain't stopped fighting somebody. 
before that, you know, World War One was only a few years before World War Two. And that's um, right. Right before that was the Civil War, only about 30, 40 right. years before the Civil War. You know, so yeah, they, they stayed in a fight with somebody. Um, but that's for this um this episode, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, no, thank you. No problem, no problem. Love y'all. The Glories and the Sassoons, I'm on them. <laughs> Not love. Hotel, uh, brother. Excellent so, comment. Maybe this fight is not going to be with the bullets and things. Maybe this is a a Star Wars kind of fight, because I remember Trump saying, we we got some stuff you ain't never heard of or something similar to that. Already said, Russia said this the other day, we will Mm -hmm. take out your complete, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, Star Wars system. We'll take it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. This next okay. one ain't gonna be no satellites. That's gonna be one of the first things they target. Okay. If they target them satellite systems, right? Now you got to depend solely on the programming in the computers. Mm-hmm. You in the dark. And I believe there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guess what I believe I believe they want to kill a whole bunch of people This is just what I believe Okay And they'll do a limited Nuclear war <clears throat> To get rid of say A billion and a half people They call that limited Okay But why they got to use nuclear war I mean they got frequency guns Now they got you know All kind of things that they can point at you and and put tones and all of that stuff out now. We don't know exactly what they're going to use there or what okay. limits they're going to go to. I don't. Okay. All I'm saying is it looks to me like there's an agreement to kill a lot of people because we couldn't kill as many as we wanted to with that venom. That's what it looked like to me. Now, I could be wrong. That's just my opinion. I got nothing to to hang that on. It's just that I'm looking at the people involved. And the people involved, for instance, would you buy a used car from Joe Biden? So why would you take anything he says? Why would anybody take anything he says as the gospel? Well, those are the people who still look at CNN, people who still believe a lie. They you know, they they really believe that he in charge, he he's looking out for us and I mean they they, they believe it. He's the creepiest dude. He's one of the creepiest dudes I ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Creepy. I mean it's like he's dead. And did you see his chin falling off his face like a a week or so ago? <laughs> No, his chin fell, so the mask is even messing up on him. It's like the his chin face It's like it's like he had a a ball sack up under his mouth. Mm. And they had blinking. This was a this is weird too, Bear. He's on mm-hmm. Air Force coming back from the Middle East when nobody would talk to him. 
except for mm-hmm. Netanyahu. Mm-hmm. I mean, not one, not even the King of Jordan. And this mm-hmm. dude, the King of Jordan, has been like milk toast for I don't know how long. Even he, this dude came out in public. I ain't seen this. Last time I saw him, he was in his 30s. Now he got white hair. They put him on the media, and he was blasting Biden, okay? So nobody would talk to this dude. Do you know how dangerous that is? This dude's been pissed off the whole world, and they want me to believe that through some uh, quirk of nature of got to be magic, that people still believe anything that this dude says. When everything that he says, if he opened his mouth, he lied. That's not my opinion. That's the opinion of people that know far more than, than I do. But isn't that the system still trying, is fighting to stay on top? Did, didn't we say that everything they do and say is lies? And he's yes, representing the system. Even a fish come up and get a little oxygen every now and then. They are they in the battle to stay to stay in control. Even a fish come they up. Can't give up. For, even a fish come up for a little oxygen every now and then. Okay, what I'm saying is, they should tell the truth once in a while. They can't. That even happen. It's just one lie after another, and before they get the lie out of their mouth, they've already been exposed as lying. And I think that's because i got to give this dude credit. Everybody know I ain't. I'm not on his side. But when Elon Musk bought Twitter, man, that threw a monkey wrench in the whole thing because they can't come on there in one of the most popular social media platforms in the world. They can't just come on there and lie with impunity because people will call them on it and put the facts out there through documentation, and they haven't been able to stand up to it. Let me tell you how, how deep it gets, Bear. Elon Musk called the New York Times a liar. And the New York Times came right back and apologized for putting out fake news on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's how deep this is. That would never happen before. Them people can't get away with lying the way they, Biden can do it. If that's all you, uh, if that's the only place you get your information from, mainstream media and Joe Biden. Yes. Unfortunately for them, Twitter is still packed with patrons. So they can't get on there and just lie like they used to. And because people are more aware now, they're getting their information from other places. They're not just relying on the main so-called sharing media. So you know what they're doing? You got the Mm -hmm. British trying to swim and shutting down, you got the United States filing all kind of suits against his various companies, Tesla, et cetera, et cetera, trying to get him to 
reestablish censoring on Twitter. And again, I have to give credit where credit is due. He has refused to do it. Yeah, he's not going to do it. They ain't happy worth a damn about it. That's why they're coming at him through all angles. He may be in a, in a minute here, the second most indicted, sued individual on the planet next to Orange Man. And ain't gonna work. That's, that's how deep this is there. Okay? Uh, you, but you wouldn't think that they would come at him like that. I mean, man, it's like every other day I go to some financial website and here's a new claim that the government is making against Elon Musk. The government. The very people that he doing business with. <laughs> Most... That's where most of his money come from. This, this dude, <laughs> it is amazing, okay? Now, I'm going to tell you why I think that uh, they can't really touch him the way they'd like to. Because I think he's privy to a lot of the occult secrets, okay? I think he's one of the main uh, participants in Eyes Wide Shut. Mm-hmm. Okay, this entire occult thing, I think he's right up there with the big boys. And they know yeah, that they better, the they better be limited in how they come at this dude. Because I've seen this dude come at, uh, like, the ADL on his own platform. And they can't do anything. They go call Netanyahu. That just happened a little over a month ago. Okay, so I believe that that's why he had that uh, Baphomet costume on last Halloween. And by the way, pay close attention to this Halloween, family. You, I think you're going to see Halloween celebrated like no other Halloween in history. Because this is their number one holiday. It's their Christmas. Yes. So I think they're gonna they're gonna let it all hang out this year. So watch your children and pay attention to them. <clears throat> well, we definitely got our eyes on it. Our eyes is wide open as you and gave us the information. We we Not- know who we're dealing with, and and we we learning how to, if you want to call it a game, but we learning what we plan. What I'll say, we learning what game we plan. Yeah, these people are insane. We're dealing with psychopaths. We've been saying this for years. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. One more, Pete, one more log on the fire. When you consider mm-hmm. somebody like Hillary Clinton that can sit up in front of a so-called mainstream uh, news journalist and sit up there and lie, tell one lie after another, and talk about people need to be reprogrammed and all this stuff, as if she had nothing to do with trying to set up Orange Man to get him out of office. She was the lead player in a coup d'etat. And there's no way in the hell the media can say that they don't know because they didn't have two of their white boys to investigate this dude, and on both counts, 
their fingers were pointed at Hillary Clinton and the Democratic Party. And they stood up there and let this witch just lie and lie and lie as if she has some relevance in terms of the truth when she has absolutely none. Well, this is all part of the revealing process. So it's like everybody is being exposed for those who can see. Those, everybody not going to be able to see all at the same time. But I just think that everybody being exposed. Hmm? You're right again, Bev. I'm going to put one more little little notation on this. This will blow your mind. Four dimes, a nickel, and five pennies came out the other day and said, <laughs> What? Did you see it? Uh uh-uh. uh. He basically called Biden an unmitigated liar. He said, You on the beach? Because you know they're showing photographs of Biden laying on the beach like an old whale or something, right? While all this hell is going on all around the world, that he's right in the middle of all of it. Okay? And that's 50 Cent family. He calls himself 50 Cent. <laughs> uh, when I look at him, I see change. So we're calling him four dimes and five pennies. Four dimes, a nickel and five pennies. Oh, I forgot the nickel. Okay. Don't leave out the nickel, bit. That would be 45 cents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, four dimes, a nickel, and five people came out and said, Biden need to get his ass off the beach and, and pay a little bit more attention to all this turmoil that's going on in the world. Everybody's changing, Bev, look like to me. Every time I turn around, yeah. some rapper that endorsed Orange Man. I think this was the plan the whole time to expose what was been going on behind the curtains. I'm just hoping, Bev, that these people don't do anything really stupid, or that there's another set of people behind these people that mm-hmm. can basically people. Because I'm telling you. Uh, look at Joe Biden. Do you think that he mm-hmm. will start a new war? That's all he's done since he's been in office is start wars. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. That's what they do. They got to. So I wouldn't look. Again, I just hope that there's some saner people behind the scenes that can stop these bastards because I think they would kill as many of us as they could. And he'd be laying somewhere grinning because he know he escaped death again. And all his nasty family escaped death. And there's few people on this planet, okay, who deserves death uh, more than the Biden family. I'm just being honest. Well, I, I think that they were checked. Uh, when Hillary lost the race, because just imagine if Hillary Hillary had got in, all their plans would have worked, and we would have been <clears throat> going to the gas chamber and didn't even know we we thinking we getting a shower when we would have been getting gas. Well, you know something, Bev? I ain't as optimistic mm-hmm. as you are. <laughs> <Okay>. That's all. <laughs> 
I am not that optimistic until these people get out the way. Because, Bear, they was getting ready mm-hmm. to throw Yahoo's ass out of office in Israel. You had half the country. Now, I, I got to admit that it was mm-hmm. Joe Biden and Soros and that same old crowd that was trying to mm-hmm. form another color revolution in Israel. But they had mm-hmm. Netanyahu's ass on the ropes. You hear me? There were mm-hmm. literally hundreds of thousands of people protesting on a daily basis against Netanyahu. All right? And it reminded me so much of what happened with that uh, another psychopath, W. Bush, mm-hmm. when everybody was hating on his ass too, right? Nobody liked this dude because everybody knew he's a confirmed idiot. Yeah. And then next thing you know, 9-11... And they put a jacket on this bastard and sent him out there to try to make a speech because he's not competent enough to speak without having a teleprompter in front of him either. He would be the class idiot in any society. But look what he did, Bev. They came mm-hmm. with the fake 911 and the Arabs and all told you to hate the Arabs till Obama mm-hmm. come in. Then they the Arabs, right? But they mm-hmm. told you to hate the Arabs because they did 9-11, and it's time for the country to come together. Because the people was ready to take his ass out of office. He had no support. And the reason he had no support because the Republicans stole that election. And I wasn't sad because Al Gore was equally yeah. Equally as dysfunctional as Bush was. So, well. in Palestine, I ain't got no dog in that fight. That's just how I see it. Okay? Because I ain't got no love for these Arabs in this country. My relationship with Arabs in, in this country is not a good one. And for as long as I can remember, until Black Lives Matter, black people didn't have no good relationship with these Arabs in this country. I remember Hell. when they first came here, and they put them right here in Detroit. Yeah. And when, when, when I and first they, came to Detroit, that was one of the things that was going on. They called them the Chaldeans. The Chaldeans mm-hmm. were abusing black people. And black people yeah, in Detroit they, were ready to go to war against them. Yeah. Well, we had the same yeah. fight here, this exact same fight, and it's because they don't have no respect for black people, period. So, no, if you want to fight them so-called Jews, take your ass to Palestine, okay? Go over there I fight. had to give it to the I had to give it to the blacks in Detroit. They fought them back. And shut their uh, business nope. down, and so that's, that's what, you know. That's what you got to do. They took that money away. They they stood out in front of their business and would not let the customers come in. That's right. And the reason that that's effective, Bev, is because you can't put a dime between them and them Jews. Them the mm-hmm. same people, the same yeah. attitude. Yeah. 
So wow. I ain't feeling none of it personally, okay? If they want to kill each other, that's their business. It ain't mine because I ain't got no love uh, exuding from either one of them camps toward me and mine. That's just the God's honest truth. When them, when them Jews left the, the inner cities, guess who they sold their business to, Bill? The Arabs here. Damn right. The Arabs here too. Now, they're supposed to be bitter enemies, right? Mm-hmm. So how all of a sudden they move out and then they move in? Mm-hmm. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 